The following program is hosted by immature, irreverent, obnoxious, and often disgusting young men. Listener discretion is advised. This time on Nude Clan, only a lolly can kill another lolly. Shall we play again? Welcome to another episode of Nude Clan, the Retcon Lyric Podcast. The Retcon Lyric Podcast. Yeah. I am your host, Caleb. I'm your other host, the writer of the original piece, Joe. I'm Caleb Craig. And this is Cameron. And today we're going to finally review Tales of Zestiria, a game sent in from our good friend, Troy Kavanaugh. He hooked us up with a copy of Final Fantasy XV and his... His, uh, I don't know, ultimatum, I would say, to us getting those copies was sending us another game, two <laughs> copies of another game <laughs> to play and review. And I have invited him um, for on to today's episode. Hopefully he makes it on. Yeah. Hopefully he does. Yeah, I, I sent him a message. So I, uh, Schweiss, I'm confused. I didn't finish the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, totally <laughs> I was worried about that, though. Why were you worried about that? I mean, we were worried this morning, but we watched him actually beat this. Game, I'm not so. saying I was worried about it just now. I was oh, worried okay. about it as an idea. Like, yeah, this morning, I'm like, is Joe going to do it? Well, I'm going to go pick up Caleb and just gonna have to plan he, he another episode. <laughs> yeah. So we're four weeks behind. Money in the making for this Four-ish. episode. Uh, Do well, we play video games on this show? I mean, okay. Now no. I know that the next games I have to play are Lightning Returns and Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Yeah, Good I'm, luck with I'm that ready one. for those. I'm so ready for a game that's supposed to be really short, and then like the game that my entire other show is about that I really need to be working on. So, yeah. well, I get to have that joy soon. Where it's just the same game day after day. But we'll get more on that later. Uh, yeah, I guess we will. <laughs> I mean, like right now. Oh, yeah. Is it time uh, to, to, to what announce? What has everyone been playing? Oh, yeah. That's not time to announce that yet. Uh, I've been playing some uh, Division with Cam Cam, and I played some fucking Star Wars Bounty Hunter, the worst game ever created. Worst and game ever. I don't, I Did you play Armored Core for answer? I have played Armored Core for answer. And you're saying Star Wars Bounty Hunter is worse. I guess I have rose-colored glasses for that. Uh, okay. I was going to say, say uh, uh, rose-colored glasses or no eyesight. Because <laughs> hey, I played it forever ago. I remember it being fun. The only um, thing I can say about that game is that I was able to beat it in one day. That's the only positive. <laughs> I thank God for that every morning. So I, I don't up. know why, why you're having so much problem with uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter because I was playing not too long ago. The only complaint I have so far is that it was making me a little motion sick because of the backwards ass camera. But other than that, I was Dude, doing it just fine. It's terrible. It's so bad. The camera oh, is 
Is who nominated it? I know. Cam Cam did. Oh, oh, yeah. wait. What other <laughs> game did he nominate? It's a fucking shooter. Who do you think nominated it? Oh, no. Hold on. No, 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 no. I nominated I it because... I believe there was another game called Armored Core for Answer that was nominated by Cameron. certain Cam Cameroni as well, well. The only reason I nominated it is because I have it. The winner and I wanted of to play the worst episode <laughs> of 2016. <laughs> Cameron, yeah, the only reason Cameron, I, you're fucking up my life. The only reason it was the worst episode <laughs> of 2016 is because it was an hour of Joe's complaining. That's oh, why. no, 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 that wasn't the one. You're an award winner for that. For that. <laughs> so I can't even remember what that what the episode was, but. <sighs> Still, Cameron. Cameron, you're fucking fucking up things. Hey, people. The people have spoken. They want us to play this game, right, and probably it's because they can God get it on the we PlayStation could be playing Four. And just want us to know. Chamber of Secrets on the Game Boy Advance. Tell you I truth, would probably rather play that. I voted for Shadow of Mordor myself. So, so I did I. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, Bounty Hunter is just so bad. Hey. It fucking glitched on me, man. Hey, when I get I, to that part, I may have to restart the entire fucking game oh. over. Oh, that's so And bad. if it doesn't work then, I have to play it on fucking PS2. <laughs> I have to get a fucking PS2 copy. Let's which I already spent $10 on the fucking Hold PS4 on. Let's copy. Just see, let's just see that how much of this crashed. Let's just see how much of this is player's error and uh, Dude, I, I do that wonder. Part. I do wonder if there was something that wasn't flagged and it I I was I, dreaming it the entire time. I you would watch wait. that the cutscene did not go off. Can, did I would wait time. till someone else gets to that point and then take their save file if that really is issue that, that i can't is that, that what you would do is no, just take someone else i, else's I can't save do file. that i can't parasite eve it why not <laughs> because that would just not parasite be, it wouldn't be me beating thing, it yeah. well no it still counts you're not loading someone else's stats you're just yeah loading see see, see with the parasite eve you're loading someone else's stats so just yeah. oh, so on the shoulders of someone else mm. yeah like i mean someone else like for for me so i have a cop i'm playing okay like two and a half years ago i was playing grand theft auto the whole series on PC and I got to San Andreas, which is oh, yeah. in my or, opinion, the best grand theft auto game. It, yeah. It's and I got to like the second to last mission and it's just glitched because, uh, I have to kill this guy, this guy that used to be my friend in the game. And, he just drowns like he drowns himself but it doesn't count as me killing it so like the game is just glitched and i can't i can't get past it so the only way i can truly beat it again would be to download someone else's save file to then just go through and beat it yeah so i don't think that doesn't count as uh, not beating the game under those circumstances because you're not able to beat it because of a glitch not because you just suck or you fucked up or whatever i just can't kill the guy like he he falls off of his boat and he dies but it's before i'm supposed to kill him like the mission they're like talking there's a lot of dialogue between the two characters Mm -hmm. and then it's like kill him you know but he dies before the fucking kill him thing pops up so it's just this loop of of destruction (laughs) dude i i looked up fucking guides for this and it all says that it just should just it should just go so as soon as you fucking walk in the building it triggers the you have come across this error yeah i couldn't find anybody else that had the same error Mm. so they had like like, they had uh, errors later uh, but 
Dude, just wanted to fucking do that. What was that? <laughs> his it's choir, funny. his uh, high school choir days are coming back. Dude, I restarted that mission like five times and it would not trigger it and it should have because it, it did it the first time. I had no problems the first time until like I apparently killed the dude that I was supposed to like leave alive. Oh, oh, so you it, accidentally killed somebody you were supposed to leave. I watched that stream, Caleb. You killed everybody <laughs> in that I, bar. I did kill everybody. Mercilessly. It felt after, gross. After. <laughs> I had to go shower afterwards. Yeah, man. I was like, I got to go home and shower on my I killed train. everyone after that cutscene triggered, though. Oh. And then and then every time afterward, the cutscene wouldn't trigger. Like, it just wouldn't. I feel like the real question is, are you triggered by this? <laughs> uh, yes, I am very triggered by this. Oh, my God. It's my Joe joke for the... We got a safe <laughs> section. Uh, closet there. Yeah, a safe God. space. Do you, need, yeah, do you need some time in the closet? And Cam Cam's bedroom. <laughs> Cameron's closet. <laughs> Which is a movie, Cam- by the way. So. Cam Cam's going to meet me in there. <laughs> I think, you know what I thought of the other day? I think we should do a uh, commentary for every movie that we, like, reference. Not Maybe not reference, but, like, rip on or talk about multiple times. Um, and then Cameron's podcast. Closet being one of them? Yeah, Cameron's Closet so would have to be one of them. funny story about that movie is it's kind of how I got my name. So... Yeah, what your mom just watched it. Did she like, actually watch it, or did she, she just watched see a trailer it? For so it this is like, when I was still being uh, uh, assembled. Did she not realize that Cameron was a name before that movie? No, she did. But she watched okay. the movie and like, oh, Cameron's a great name, and that's how I got my name. What? Yeah. Would, would, okay, was she this current? Is blowing my mind. I have, did you guys talk about this before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've talked about it. I wasn't before. privy to this. I don't know. I, I just, don't remember these if conversations. You were in but you should watch the movie because it's a horror movie. So it made in the seventies even. So it's right. even better. <laughs> so so it could be excellent. It could be awful. Oh, yeah. dude, it's okay. awful. <laughs> okay, it looks pretty shitty. I've only seen the trailer. It's a good thing your namesake. Yeah, that's that's where yeah. it came from. So it yeah. didn't. It was. It was Makes because sense with your game picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cameron's actually hurt. Did you hear that silence? Just no. Silence? I, was, I was just. I was trying to rope the movie back into it. So I'm trying to say I was named because that movie put the name in my mom's head, and so my name was going to be Tyler up to that point. But now it's just my middle name. Yeah. Tyler so so your mom decided to name you yeah, Cameron Tyler's in the seventies, aren't they? Oh, speaking of douchebags. Caleb Craig is on the show today. Yeah. Wait, wait, what are you saying? (laughs) Speaking of douchebags, I uh, saw Kira's boyfriend again. And so I was pulling up to go pick up Caleb. My sister. Caleb's sister. Okay. And I was pulling up to pick up. I was pulling up to pick up. pick up Caleb and I'm like who are these two douchebags so they'll both have these flat brim hats oh was one of them still flat because I bent his hat when I was over there the last one of time them, one of them was still flat so both of them had these <laughs> yeah flat, I picked flat it up and was like hats. fuck this guy I'm like I'm like <laughs> <laughs> wait are you serious yeah I did <laughs> yeah I was like I looked over and I saw a hat and I was like okay if this is a flat brimmed hat with the sticker on it I'm gonna shit and it was it was <laughs> yep sticker still on the brim oh hat. and so I walk up and these two people are getting in the car i'm like oh, i don't want to park next to them they're probably gonna pull out a pack of cigarettes and oh man and i'm like <laughs> yeah. oh hey look it's actually it's uh it's caleb's uh nephew oh it's kira and her douche boyfriend and she's uh she's following in suit in the uh clothing wait does she category. have a belly shirt is that what she was wearing <laughs> no oh. thank god oh no she's gotten skinnier though by the way but not that skinny well, she still looks like craig so working I mean. on that meth 
you know. So for for se- <laughs> you take out your what? you can take out your gay uh, feelings towards Caleb Craig and not be gay, right? I just don't have those feelings like you do, apparently. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> we we were gonna make out earlier, but he's like, "Nah, I just have to." Just not yeah, I was today. like, "No, I'll just make out with your sister instead." <laughs> he, could, he was eating this huge ass milkshake, you know. We could make out right now. I'm just like, I just don't "Wait, is that, that right a euphemism now. for something?" No, no, he oh. had a huge ass milkshake. Oh, oh like he actually actual had one. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> We were still and he actually about, wanted to make out. I was still talking he, about no, Caleb's sister. I offered no. to like. I was like, dude, what if I just like have the mouthful of ice cream while we do this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least you're getting something out of it. At that point, right? Oh shit! That's disgusting. Okay, sorry. That's a huge sidetrack. <laughs> Cameron's closet. You should watch it because I don't know. Just watch it. Also, the mullet's coming back. By the way, what? So everybody has been like shaving the sides of their heads. And used to be like the shave now for the last couple of years, the shave of the sides of the heads plus a little longer on the top. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, looked ridiculous. Now it looks kind of normal, whatever. But now, now things are going a little longer and it's following into the back. Um, and although the I have full, not seen that the anywhere. full mullet has not come, I have to see younger people. Cameron, I have to see teenagers all the time. So I'm seeing all the fucking stupid shit. Uh, so it's going, it's going longer and longer and it's starting to go down the neck and soon the mullet will return within the next three (laughs) years, the mullet, which they'll come up with a new name. I'm sure. Yeah, because they'll still have the shave sides. They'll still have the shave sides. The mullet, dude. The mullet is returning. It'll be 1989. And you hear it first on Nude Clan. You did. The mullet has. The mullet has returned. It. It. It I have not for a long time. I have not seen it. Although you do interact with a lot of people at in the middle Gotta of the night. Got to see a lot so of teenagers, dude. See so I'm of, seeing all uh, the trendy shit, including like the nasty shirts that they have that go down to their fucking knees. It's weird. I hate it. I hate teenagers so well, much. That's a trend. <laughs> that's a. It might be not a mainstream trend, but. Uh, I. Mm, I mean, I see trendy people and I see clean cut people. So that's. I see them all. I see the gambit. Craig, can you confirm the gambit of people that we see? Well, he yeah. works in a fucking factory now. So uh, Caleb doesn't well, see anybody. I, dude, I've still worked <laughs> in like gas stations for, for like, a while. Yeah, but you know, with these, with these trends, you gotta, you gotta fucking stay up with them. So. Yeah, your puss job doesn't fucking comply <laughs> with this anymore. So. Nope. What so, are you yeah. been playing, Cameron? Uh, I'm <laughs> finished. He's not Uh-oh. finished. Jeez. <laughs> I still have one more. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've also uh, finished up, um, persona 4 oh nice yeah after fucking two years that i promised everybody (laughs) that i would play it i have finally done it and it took me 70 hours oh oh that's not bad finished up at like 71 hours i think oh that's that's good did you platinum it at 70 no there's no. no platinum. It's no. a PS2 game. No, there's a. I, I have That's it on my PS2 Vita. Game? Oh, you have it on the Vita. Is it yeah. PS2? Isn't it? There, yeah, the original one was on PS2. Okay. Whoa. That's so how many time. years for a sequel? Well, they did. Uh, didn't they do another? It came one? out in like 2011. Didn't they do another like Persona the 4 or something? Persona 4 Golden is the PS Vita one, so it's oh. like an updated version. So. Yeah, the series has been dormant for a while. <sighs> oh, really? Yeah, how, it has, it's been a while since the last date, uh, console. How date simmy was that? It wasn't. I, uh, I it, joked about the date sim thing. Like, it matters, but it's not... Like, the relationships between the characters matter. It's kind of like um, 
in like Final Fantasy 15, how like they have everybody has conversations and, you know, you like feel like, you know, the characters. It's kind of the same way in Persona, except for like when you build the, your relationships with them, they start like they can help you more like during combat. Yeah. They can like uh, re- res you like if you fall down, like uh, take a mortal blow for you, stuff like that. Take it's a pretty, mortal blow for you. Uh, yeah, I know awesome. I flirted with you, but uh, can you go die for me? Yeah. Can you go dive on that grenade because of that box <laughs> they, of chocolates they do it I gave you? they want to though because you have spent time with them wow that's how they pump up the fucking playthrough hours is spending time with all these fake women so well, yeah, yeah i basically the women you do it with the dudes too oh my god <laughs> so uh yeah i basically just said that to piss people off oh because okay. yeah, i like to do that yeah yeah, yeah you do yeah there is a whole like comment on our website i know how you fucking like yeah typical <laughs> schweiss <laughs> such a fag trying to piss people off yeah. saying boba fett sucks yeah Django fett is lame but yeah, yeah he corrected himself it's uh Django. yeah it's boba sucks. Yeah. i think they're both fine and you know what i said it because i didn't want to play this game Game, not because because you just wanted to play more okay, that's I, the only fucking i reason. do how many times do i have to nominate that fucking thing <laughs> i'm gonna have to conspire with you people hey i and voted for you can't blame me i had to do the back end vote adding dude someone this <laughs> seems rigged okay yeah there is a huge the amount of rigged. i i feel like the it russians is. you think i that's what i told craig <laughs> that's what i told craig the other day he was like dude the vote is so much lower on this one i was like yeah the russians got a hold of our fucking vote and they pushed through yeah, there like they rigged the election Dude, that's agenda. the only thing that ma- that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, you know, no. you know what makes sense is that this game has a remastered edition. You can get on the PlayStation Four. People want to know. Don't think what? that's People the reason because they want to know. The how long has it been remastered? I don't know exactly. Uh, I don't know. It I don't know that long. Okay. okay. <laughs> Why? Because they want to know whether or not they should pick it up. Well, the answer seems we are going to no, find out, and when we all beat it, we will find it. out. Yes. So, Right, Except so. for the the ones of us who play it on PS2, of course. <laughs> but you can still find out if it's worth playing. In oh, the first right. place. Are you done, Craig? It's not. Or is that it's all you played? Playing. Yes, I'm. I'm done. All right. Why so. are you spoiling the episode? I'm not. That's a month away. <laughs> Is yeah, it it's, or is it two months? Dude, oh, fuck you! Come on, <laughs> I'm only two hours. We're gonna, we're gonna try to keep on track, and I'm gonna do my best with when we figure out what game won. That I'm gonna do my best to beat it on or before time. So, congrats! I'm gonna do it, guys. I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna pull a Joe over here. <laughs> Make you wait for like a month. A month. <laughs> but anyways, um, so I played um some what I played last time Skyrim and I wanted to see if I could beat it this week, but no, because I got sidetracked with things like uh, battlefield one and then, you know, the division with They're Caleb and friends things. and, you know, fun games before the hell that, you know, faces me that I'm going to have to go. Through. How's that mass effect? Uh, I still, Batman. I'm still oh, going to play. Is yeah. this going to be your first JRPG? Yeah. Japanese RPG. No, he said he played. Didn't even do Final Fantasy 15. He said he, started, he, said he I, played, I played Final Fantasy 7 before, but he's never completed you're going it or in. gone really that so far. So you're into it. you're not even going Final Fantasy level, which is the and then the for the most part, biggest RPG when series I wa- ever. When I watch someone, you're play, going deep. Yeah, I know. For the most part, <laughs> when I watch people play Final Fantasy into the Final Fantasy iterations, I don't really have that much of a problem with it. Like it's not not too over the top. I mean, some of the stuff I see him doing is kind of... Oh, yeah, like the propeller coming the out of her head? trilogy stuff, yeah. 
It's um, a little over the top. But it's yeah. no Zestria, <laughs> let me tell you. It's no fucking Zestria. <laughs> Zestria so, sounds like a spice. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a little Zestria, boys. <laughs> you need a little more Zestria. Oh, yeah. God. And so I'm going to fucking jump into Persona 5 is what it feels like. And uh, I will tell you my You don't know it's Persona opinion. 5. We ah, haven't, yeah, we haven't we revealed the winner yet. We don't know yet. But and, you know what are the Start other options, though? You know, full-on JRPGs, right? So I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to go into this uh, complete JRPG virgin and it's going to, you know, just have its way with Except it. Except Crisis Core, cherry. which definitely doesn't count. So, yeah, that one's, that one's more action RPG. I, it's I more have like, played uh, Crisis Core, but that, I don't, I don't know. I have that, played and beat Crisis Core. That one's more like Kingdom Hearts, which is more action RPG. And as RPG a handheld than, yeah. game, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not. It's going to be a whole different fucking. Although beast. entering oh, combat no. mode was really was really annoying. Yeah, yeah I know. That's that's entering combat mode. <sighs> I still have. <laughs> yeah. I still have a why from Japan? That. Why? And then fucking Zestria. The entire nation. Who <sighs> to blame for that? Yeah, they try to. They, Final <laughs> Fantasy tries to keep it pure, though. They do. They're like, okay, let's let's just keep it chill here. Let's not get too Japanese. <laughs> Until they, you know, they, they, you use the their, they use their own countries like name this, as a as a uh, adjective. I saw for, this like, interesting. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's yeah, too not, Japanese. Let's not make this too Japanesey. You know, yeah. nobody really likes that. You got to remember, we're big in America, not so much in Japan. I saw this interesting graphic the other day, but I'm not going to pull it up because I can't can't find it. Is but. that all you've been playing? That's yeah, cool, Cameron. That's pretty much. I can't wait to share with the podcast <laughs> listeners about the cool graphic <laughs> yeah. that you found. I would have described the uh, the visual uh, thing. That I would have described how, how you're see. not going to pull. So it up what I was going to do is pull up a graphic <laughs> and then gauge your reactions as to whether or not I should mention it. So okay, all right. Yeah. So subtle about it. Is that all you played? That's all I played. Sweet. All right. So I have played nothing. Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Three exclusively. Wait, the Dudekheim. 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 Yeah. I now it's I've been putting a lot of time into it and I've been doing it off stream, which I know is a giant betrayal to our Twitch audience on Ultima Final Fantasy, the ultimate Final Fantasy podcast, of course. <laughs> but I I I'm not very good when it comes to the boss fights, and I don't want to stream that shit because I am sour when I'm dying over and over again. I'm like, dude, that's I'm like picking up the couch and like just picking it up to feel my body hurt to like, okay. you know, not get that so sounds mad like at this shit game. People want to see on a Twitch stream. <laughs> so you probably you, you should have, not, have been you have streaming not gone that. full Schweiss yet. I know that's true. I yeah, he has a controller that lives. thrown a controller through a TV. I did slam it on the couch as hard as I could, but it is a cushion, so it didn't do anything to it. I didn't bounce and hit the ceiling fan. Or yeah. Anything. Oh, oh I, I also kicked the couch. That hurt really bad. And I punched <laughs> the couch, which didn't hurt as much as kicking it, but it was still pretty fucking bad. Um, I know. It's, it's, I think it's rubbing off of me because I felt the game rage a lot recently. Yeah, I know. Um, You're like, I'm like, Jesus, Cameron, just stop playing it. But then I get on 13 and I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> How many times do I have to fight this guy? Why is it such a fucking bitch? Normal mode? Oh, you mean hell on earth? Is that what you meant to fucking put? But uh, I'm enjoying it, though. I uh, There are some gripes. I do have some complaints about the game. Uh, hope still needs to shut up, but... I am having a lot of fun completing a bunch of the side quests, and I'm kind of taking my time. Um, and now that I'm, I've gotten a little more used to the game. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm having a good time with it. It's, 
it's all right. I, I don't know. There's time management in it, though, too, which you have like a certain set number of days to beat the game and doing certain events um, adds to that. So you get like more days unlocked by completing the main quests. And there's it's crazy. There's like five main quests, I think five or six, and you can just access most of them at any time. So you just choose what you do. Um, and there's all all these side quests and all sorts of shit. It's it's very different, and I'm but there's a, but, starting to enjoy it. But there's a fast way of beating this game, apparently. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't know. Because uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've don't really know. put yeah. off that game for a while, and I feel like we need to. Just- <sighs> I don't know if this one's one you can just do in 20 hours, though. It's if you play it on easy, you might be able to. I I haven't. Oh, I, you told me to keep fighting the first boss or something like that, right? Uh, you can grind you, out levels keep and then fighting sleep, the first yeah. boss and then sleep until the game restarts and then start yeah. a new, new game plus with extra stats. Yeah, I, I've been listening to him like for fucking days yeah. playing this I, game. The I idea, <laughs> the idea of the game is actually really cool though because of shit like that. It's like wow, I could, I could just jump back into this game and do a new game plus and coast through it because I can do new game plus on normal or easy or hard or whatever I choose. I would never do hard, but uh, there's is no there trophy hard? in it. Yeah, there is. As if normal wasn't hard enough. My God, I die. It's sick. But I think that's the only thing I've been playing. I, I tried to play Star Wars Battlefront, but I had a, oh, what was it? A 26 gig um, update to download. And I was like, Oh, from all those uh, DLCs that you haven't been downloading? Yeah. Just let it go one night. That, uh, next certain day it'll significant be there. other paid for and I haven't used. Um, yes. Yeah. I did let it go, but I just didn't let play it, it when I came back downstairs the next day. So, um, Wow. Okay. So, yeah. you know, Battlefront 2 is coming out this year. Yeah. So. <laughs> Along with the last Battlefront 1 expansion. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in like December or and, some shit. And it's rumored that it's going to be a better game that actually has substance to it. Oh, so. yeah. You know what the sad part about that game is? If they would have included some of the prequel stuff, I think it would have been a lot better. Yeah, yeah. There's more yeah, heroes. I mean, yeah, you know, actual content. Yeah, They're like great. grasping at straws for coming up with heroes and villains. Like what they they had the what is it? Greedo is that his name? Yeah, they added Greedo. Yeah, he's a, a hero. Villain. He's a fucking yes. I'm like God. Why? He's there for like what? He gets five minutes. Yeah, and he's a beast too. I'm like Jesus. He died in like one shot. Okay, but. you know what? Merely mentioning that, I do. I don't want them to touch the prequels because that just means that they're gonna put Jar Jar Binks in there. <laughs> they probably would. Actually, yeah. I and heard the only the only benefit of that would just be to kill Jar Jar Binks, Greg. I heard an excellent interview the queer. with the guy who played Jar Jar Binks last night. He was on the, the new episode of I Was There Too. You got to listen to it. But apparently in the new canon, like Jar Jar Binks like quits politics and becomes like a street performer. In, for reals. In, in canon. Canon. Nice. A new who Star Wars book came out. Canon? And that's apparently what happened. Okay. Yeah, you're like, look, I was what I was listening to that. I was like, it's funny because because it's a huge turn of events, but you could totally see Jar Jar Binks as a street performer. Well, yeah, I could see him excelling, you know, (laughs) that little hat of his would be full of change. (laughs) Fucking Charlie Chaplin. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but that's about it, though, for my. Oh, no, that's not it. I played a bunch of uh, 
Legend of Legacy, the game that sounds fake um, on my DS. I finally found it. Uh, this Legend- is one that was a Your copy that you found? Yeah, yeah I, I had been wanting to play this because one of our dear friends slash listeners, Gammon Stark, uh, sends me a fucking Christmas card every year with his more and more continually Asian turning daughter and wife. Uh, how how, how his wife? How okay, look. Get more Asian? No, no, no. All right. What happens when you have a Christmas card, right? You have like a few photos from throughout the year, you know? Like the right. first one, his daughter's like eh, a little bit Asian. The second one, she's pretty Asian. And then the third one, it's like they're both Asian and then this is their child. <laughs> so Gamut Stark, uh, good friend of the podcast. A lot sent, of recessive genes. A lot of recessive genes. Sorry, <laughs> buddy. you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, no son of mine, but uh, you're, I, I finally decided to start playing the game <laughs> because, uh, because it's a gift, you know, and we should play games that are gifted to us. And I've put like two hours into it during lunch and stuff, so it's fun. It's a very, very traditional, like, throw you out in the middle of the world, go do your thing, JRPG that's turn-based, so... Yeah. Cool. It's good. One day Caleb and I will have to review it when we both beat it. Yeah, I have it too. It's on your backlog, so. It is. We should. One of these days we should uh, make that the game. You guys definitely should. Yeah. yeah. One time I played uh, a video game at work and I got side looked at me just like, what the fuck is he doing? But it was my full on PS4 hooked up to a monitor using their internet. It was awesome. <laughs> Wait, you brought your PS4 to work? Yeah, because uh, I went to stay at my, my mom's and so I brought my PS4, but then I went to work for my mom's. I just Naturally. had my stuff with me. <laughs> yeah. And so I had my stuff with me, and then I'm just like, you know what the fuck? It's lunchtime. Just let's play around a battlefield. <laughs> and I did. Nice. <laughs> well, all I played this week was Tales of Zestiria. In fact, uh, so it's good that you did that. I don't think I ever took more than an hour of either like just staying around here or playing Tales of Zestiria, or I had to do something else. Like there was all my free time basically went to Tales of Zestiria. So, you're welcome. Yeah, it's That's, a good thing uh, that you did that. The game is beaten. I don't and, know. Uh, there was a time, there was uh, probably about 20 minutes of you sitting on my couch with no pants pinned down because me and my girlfriend were in the house. Pinned and, down? Uh, yeah, so he's yeah. saying okay. all of his time. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. you said he, he was in hour. his underwear. And he was pinned Hold down yes. by you and your girlfriend being in the house. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Joe Hold on. is a power bottom. Okay. More, more context. <laughs> I had about an hour before I had to get on my bike and go to work. Okay. So it was about 830. <laughs> and I didn't have any pants on. Caleb came in the house and was like, oh, I guess, Alex- I guess I'll go meet Alexandria later. Uh, and then he leaves and then one minute later he pops in with Alexandria and I'm like, Hey Caleb, uh, the answer to what you should have said was, uh, Joe put on some pants before my girlfriend comes in here. <laughs> and, and so, and then they, uh, they go away and I keep playing the game and then Caleb comes down and he starts talking to me and Alexandria's there. And then I stop playing the game cause I'm like, I gotta go take a shower and then go to work. Cause like, yeah, you know, yeah. And I'm thinking like, why don't you just go then? And but. I still don't have any pants. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting on the couch and the time's a ticking and I had to finally tell him. I wasn't at least he didn't I was neither playing the game nor was I getting off the couch 
At least he didn't pull a Joe and invite his whole fucking production team over. I'm still in my boxes in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it like to be noon, and I'm like, God, I gotta leave. This fucking I gotta get closet. out of this fucking closet. <laughs> and so, I'm like, hey Joe, can you please like throw me some fucking pants? And he throws me. You throw, I text Joe, hey, throw me a shirt and some pants. He throws me Caleb's shirt and pants. I never can't fucking fit me in a million years. <laughs> Why the fuck were his shirt and pants? Where he, like, I don't know. Like, Ask <laughs> him. It's his house. He can throw his fucking shirt and pants where he yeah. wants to. Camera comes out. He's like barely moving like, oh, this is so tight. <laughs> and so there's that, you know. Cameron's closet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, interesting times. Yeah, yeah good, good times. <laughs> Has anybody beaten a game? <laughs> yep, I beat Persona 4. Persona 4. Nice, nice. Finally, uh, over over the camera, it looks like. For now. Yeah, it's yeah. a fucking so, month uh, of not beating anything. Didn't beat a game. You know what happens when uh, when you don't have to fucking beat a game? You're just like, you get there and you're like, eh, why beat the game? Like, just let it enjoy it. Let it go taking on. A, taking a leisure stroll <laughs> on, my, uh, on my hog lead this time. Yeah, yeah. you are. Uh, so I got to fucking beat two games now. So you didn't beat a game, no. camera. No, no. no. I didn't beat a game either. I, I will have Lightning Returns beaten by next week, Wipe that fucking smug grin off your I beat Tales of Hysteria. Yeah, yeah, like you fucking should have four weeks ago. Yep, yep that is true. Well, you're catching up on the hog. This is a shame. Yeah, I caught up, yeah. <laughs> still still in last place. But now there are no ties. Yeah. Because the Craig clear is line of first superiority place. with seven games beaten. Cameron Wilson, second place with six games beaten. Schweiz has five, and I have four. Dun, dun. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Beautiful. All right. Um, we're 30 minutes in. Do we want to just skip questions and go to the review or what? Skip uh, we questions. Can, we can probably do that. Do, I don't okay. think it matters. All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's review Tales of Zestiria.
the mark of the shepherd. Tales of Zestiria is the 15th installment in the apparently long-running Tales series that I had never played before this game. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, the game, I think I'd heard him uh, referred to a couple times because our listener base seems to kind of cross over. The, yeah. The I, I, know I've, I know I've said it a few times. Yeah, Troy has said it definitely a few times. Yeah. Uh, Shinru, I believe, has mentioned it. I uh, Yeah. I don't think I had ever in my head uh, maybe tales of symphonia i feel like that i might, one. I might have seen that at i've like, actually heard that so i might know, have seen that, that one's on the GameCube. so okay, okay. Uh, it got re-released on ps3 and i've been playing it i so. didn't know it was like part of a series though just yeah, calling just it tales of tales something. of yeah kind of like when mm-hmm. we're like oh we're gonna play a game called tales of zestiria i was like fuck if i know what that is but <laughs> we'll play it yeah so the game was announced on December 12th, 2013, and it's supposed to be sort of the 20th anniversary title for the series as a whole. So uh, that kind of sucks, considering that most people I've talked to are like, oh, that's the first Tales game you're going to play? And I'm like, well, it's yeah, it's fine. I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Is there uh, a problem game, with it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we haven't played any of the other ones, so we can't really say. The game was initially released for the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 on January 22nd, 2015 in Japan and October 20th, 2015 in North America. And the game also got a Steam port later that year. Um, actually, that same year yeah october 19th 2015 so they ported it to steam relatively quickly which is something final fantasy can't seem to manage uh, which sucks um tales of hysteria occurs on the continent named glenwood glenwood is currently divided between <laughs> two like a neighborhood yeah, yeah. A, come come live at glenwood california right? <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's a wonderful community uh two warring countries very wonderful community of highland and rollins <laughs> the best the best community yeah tremendous uh the negative energy slash emotions generated by people is manifested in what we know and love uh referred to as malevolence in the game it transforms malevolence living dead and even inanimate objects into hellions which are monsters to fight in addition to humans there's a group of supernatural humanoids that are called seraphim who can interact with humans that kind of have are like touched with what they refer to as resonance in the game um, Seraphim were once an abundant race, but have become scarce over time. Um, yes, that is the base plot for Tales okay. of Zestiria. Good, uh, mm-hmm. Troy. Yes, our dear, our dear Troy here, who is who is the man who who gave us this game to to play. Why did you want us to play this game in particular? I wanted this game to be your first game because it. It is definitely not the best. I think this is a good place to throw you into this universe. It it gets the general tales feeling down, and it gets it's just, it's also one of my favorite gameplays too, because they always come up with new ways to reinvent the gameplay and whatnot. And this is probably my favorite my favorite way to play it. <clears throat> So you like the battle system, and you also thought this was a good place to start in the in the Tales universe. 
Yes. Yeah. You know, I, you know, this is all pretty presumptuous, assuming you're going to take interest in it, but now we we'll will find, find out. out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting like. Let's give them the worst game of the series and see if it makes them. <laughs> you know, honestly, I started with this one too, and uh, I enjoyed it when I played it. And I was told by a bunch of people that it's like, dude, it's like the worst one. I'm like, oh, it's oh, all uphill from well, here. If yeah. it's the worst That's, one, then uh, apparently I this feel is pretty good about yeah. the series. Apparently, this is the greatest series of all time. Although I feel like bad bad games give good. That is reviews, purely so. opinionated because I really like this. Although I do know there is a lot of information that is left out, and that I think that sort of disturbs the enjoyment of it, which is why a lot of people don't like it. Not to mention the battle system is a bit uh is a bit too menu heavy. <laughs> it is pretty think, fucking menu heavy, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that turns I think that turns a lot of people off because the previous Tales games weren't as menu heavy. I did not I guess because I was I didn't have a Tales game to compare this to. I was only comparing it to Final Fantasy, which is Almost 100% menu. Yeah. So it's, in my mind, entirely. I was like, oh, this is just an action RPG, and the and the item system is a little weird. Yeah, but. I don't know, man. I felt like I was in the menu a lot, and I was reassured of that when I looked at the uh, stats page, and it has a column for time spent in menu. The game, yes. it does the really. game acknowledges <laughs> the fact that your ass is going to be in that menu for a long fucking time. Uh, 12 plus hours to be exact. Wow. Are you 12 s- hours you of that spent 12 hours yeah. in the menu? I think it was something like I that. I feel yeah. like I, I didn't play How long was your playthrough? Hardly anything in the menu. We need to see your menu time as well. I, we think, we, I think we have to compare our menu oh, times. I think so. Pull it out. Whip them out, boys. It'll take me about 10 minutes, but <laughs> we can we can, we can stop well, You're not supposed show. to play with it before you show me. You're <laughs> supposed <laughs> to just fucking show me. Uh, <laughs> Oh god! All right. So, uh, story twice. So, yes, uh, the <laughs> the people of Glenwood refer to individuals who can react with the seraphim as shepherds. These these people are hailed as saviors, and they're sort of also feared because of the amount of power that they that they hold. Shepherds appear during times of crisis. Uh, Seraphim can create little contracts, which is kind of bizarre amongst themselves, where the dominant Seraphim is referred to as the Prime Lord, and a number of partners are called Sublords, which are kind of are kind of set up to support the Prime Lord, uh, or the sorry, the yeah Prime Lord. Glenwood also has dragons, which almost don't really play much of a part in the universe, but they are Seraphim corrupted by malevolence. There is a pretty sweet dragon fight near the end, but uh, that's about it. So the game starts out with two young explorers named Saray and Miklio. Saray, of hey, course. Hey, I wonder being, if one of these guys is going to turn into the chosen one. Uh, yeah, I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be the asshole or the really nice guy. Uh, it's never the asshole. Just heads up. Who's the um, asshole? Miklio. He's a fucker, dude. Like, all day. He's just, like, <laughs> pissing in your coffee. Like, someone shitting his Cheerios every day of his life. In his coffee and, and shit wait, is Cheerios. He's pissing in he's, your coffee because pissing. someone else yes. shit in the, the coffee piss is because someone shit Can't is Cheerios. Can't we all just enjoy breakfast Should, without yeah, no. defecation? Wouldn't, wouldn't he just get a new bowl of Cheerios? <laughs> no. 
Because no, he one has too. to eat the shitty. You have to. Cheerio, you have to eat every Cheerios. part of the Cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs> you have to. I was use trying to combine the words. Cheerio wouldn't happen. You, you have to use every part of the Cheerio, Caleb. <laughs> you can't let any of it go to waste. So they were. Uh, we found the, the game starts out heart with them healthy. exploring some ruins. Yes, heart healthy. They come across a girl named Alicia Difta and bring her back to the <laughs> village Elysia. Elysia is where the Seraphim and uh, well, the Seraphim hail from, as far as we know at this point. Alicia ends up heading home, and the party encounters a Hellion called Lunaire, who is. This is when the game hits like <laughs> JRPG overload with this guy's hair all right i'm just gonna throw that in there right now it's nuts he looks like a little wolf and he's got like this massive hair yes very odd yes. very odd but whatever um we fight lunaire and i then we, thought he would be like the big bad guy and he just like yeah he's just like a yeah he's just a little guy um oh i guess he comes back later but yeah so you can kick his ass it's not a major plot point no not really um so this is where you come across uh you follow alicia home and you come across a uh, prime lord, your first prime lord, or the only one, I guess, named uh, Lila. And Layla! Yeah, Joe and I thought of the... Get uh, me on my knees, Layla. Yeah, that song pretty much every time. <laughs> every I saw, time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, and of course, Lila grants her, grants Saray the power to fight the Hellions by becoming his prime lord. Um, we then figure out that Alicia is actually royalty, and she is the princess to one of the warring factions, uh, the Highland Kingdom. She joins the party to fight Hellions, a sort of a squire figure, and the party sets out to fight malevolence. This is the just in general the grand war on terror that this yeah. uh, that this fucking guy has decided to to fight. Right, uh, the main cause of this malevolence is a creature known as the Lord of Calamity. Um, uh, the party meets up with Edna later on, an Earth Seraph, and uh, also a professional lolly on the side, who then <laughs> also joins the party. Um, Alicia ends up leaving the group because she's a fucking cash as far as resonance is concerned, so like she's not really useful. Yeah. Um, but it ends up actually becoming sort of a puppet to Highland's military to leverage Saray and his buddies to fight the opposing force. Now, Saray, of course, is kind of like a pacifist and all this he doesn't really agree with the fighting and he knows that that's what's creating all this hatred and making this such a shitty world right um so he's uh he's not very happy to do it but he begrudgingly kind of goes along and plays their little game for the time being um yeah she military leverages her and then this is when we this on this big battlefield is when we first encounter Heldolf, who is the lord of calamity and troy you said at this point in the game, we can actually beat Heldolf, right? Is that what not, you told me? Not at this. Not at this point. It's a little bit later. Oh, okay. You, One of the other encounters. Because there's a point in the game. Because when you meet Heldolf at first, his domain suppresses your will, and it makes you not see the Seraphim. It suppresses your resonance, so he wasn't able to base Heldolf properly. But there's a point in the game where you can fight him. You can essentially fight the final battle before the final battle. <laughs> oh, okay. I wow. just want to point out how uncomfortable Cameron is <laughs> throughout this With entire all these thing. Terms, I'm not yeah. Cameron, why are you so uncomfortable when it I'm comes to this game? I'm just laughing at how termy it got. How termy? Yeah. The, the, you love 
fucking deep fantasy. Uh, yeah. I bring up yeah, the fact that deep fantasy is termy, and so I can't read it. And then <laughs> I get laughed at. And then he gets it read oh, yeah, to him funny. instead. And you're laughing at it too. So uh, yeah. Anyways, Maybe he's laughing at you. I'm laughing, laughing at, at you being uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm not, I'm not. So Cameron, especially Caleb when Caleb was playing it, for oh, some other reason, not as bad when I was playing it. Because Cameron, I when ignored, Caleb was playing because it, because at that point, was like squirming, like like a like a free. He just like couldn't a toad. stand yeah, it. Yeah, he's like because at that point, I was desensitized to it. When you're finally getting to it, uh, so yeah, that's why. So, yeah. yeah, I feel like I've been desensitized. And then and then Caleb would squirm a little bit too. You were desensitized to it because Caleb Craig used to watch a whole bunch of japanese cartoons i never how, how often did i sit down and watch japanese cartoons with you how not, often no not but he often. would just be yeah. there and it would be there you wouldn't watch right no not really okay. i mean there's two two shows that i remember liking that he would watch but anyways why, why are you so uncomfortable um there's just certain things i'm just not accustomed to with the episode he's afraid that he's a closet weeb <laughs> closet weeb yeah. he'll come out he's afraid that uh, persona 5 is gonna bring the weeb out hey of him. bring it on i'm gonna i'm gonna hit this game head on and we'll see what happens yeah. so you're gonna be, is he gonna be fine with this episode does he need to leave no i'm fine <laughs> no i'm good it's <laughs> a little squirty you need to take a moment in the safe space no no i'm fine <laughs> go sit in the closet it's safe okay space. but what was your menu time joe what was my menu time? Joe's menu I, time was three hours and one minute. So Caleb's twelve hours. I don't is know a if little, it's actually twelve uh, oh, oh, hours. Oh, oh, oh no, we need to know. it's a long fucking time to be spending the menus. <laughs> I, I was not speaking accurately necessarily. It was more of a oh, okay, you know, like a, I spent a lot of time in the menu. I also played the game for like thirteen more hours. So. That's true. That's true. He did. He did uh, a whole and bunch. Twelve of, of those stuff. was in the menu. Yeah, so. twelve of it. I was asleep, <laughs> uh, drunk. You, I, you could have just left it on, and you randomly had twelve hours. I, you know what? I, I, I don't know if I did. I might have. I usually am pretty anal. I was about, about to that. say. I like. I didn't feel like I spent that much time in the menus. Yeah, yeah, that's that's well, three hours. That's still like over ten percent of the gameplay. That's. Well, that's uh, pretty. He had, he had like thirty-two hours, so that would be pretty light. Because I'm, I'm looking at mine, and I spent thirty-nine hours. My, my thing was, oh, jeez, thirty-nine hours in the menu. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you just leave Although, it on all night a couple times, or no? I, I went, I went a little above and beyond. I tried platinuming this game, and a lot of that requires you to know what equipment to equip to win and where. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah I've looked the, at that too. The equipment management would. Uh, would add some time. Right. Yeah. So anyway, we meet up with the Lord of Calamity who crushes Saray in a fight. And before Saray is killed, he is rescued by an assassin named Rose. Saray wakes up in Rose's little headquarters and he discovers that the Seraph, uh, the Shepherd, sorry, must go on a pilgrimage to four shrines to gain strength in order to fight. This is the Final Fantasy part of the game. Yeah, this is where it becomes Final Fantasy X. Yeah. We get or it's any, of any of them. Any of the ones where you have to get the four things. Oh, the, that's true. The four crystals. Yeah, uh, the elemental crystal. Elemental that's true. That's stuff. actually that's way closer the to the five Final to the first games, games than ten. Yeah. yeah. Just, so, yeah, this is where it becomes really becomes Final Fantasy. Uh, Rose finds out that she actually has high resonance, unlike alicia and uh becomes saray's squire along with guns and roses guitarist slash wind sarah <laughs> Dezel, slash uh, slash 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 yes yeah. slash slash he's an axel rose 
and Slash uh, put together, right? Ah, uh, he is. Oh. Yeah. I would say he's more Slash, and a character we're going to get later is totally <laughs> Axl Rose. Oh, okay. oh yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm trying to remember here. That's right. I got the two characters mixed up. The guy who replaces them is Axl Rose. Yes. Yeah. All right, time to get the stream banned. Uh, <laughs> so once the group clears the four trials, which, you know, I, I summarize in a sentence, yet is one of the biggest quests in oh, the game. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the second half of the game, like, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Oh, no, you're forgetting the orbs. Yeah, the orbs are pretty <laughs> The heavy. iris oh, orbs. The ar- yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are, oh, those are sick motherfuckers. Uh, I do like these this part of the game, though, um, going to the new shrines, doing the big puzzles. Uh, yeah, with yeah. Your, with your uh, out-of-battle magic abilities that you use to, to explore in the game that you get more right you've got, you get these powers yeah from, you've like, got going a, to these shrines. a wind dash that you pick up you've got a yeah. little flame throw move that burns things out of your way you've got a little water thing that kind of makes you invisible to um individuals and then a rock punch the one inch punch ability to uh destroy giant rocks in your way and these are things that like joe said you obtain throughout these dungeons and i agree i actually thought the dungeon for the water were, dungeon but yeah yeah oh, the water i thought <laughs> I, I i still like it it's sick but i like uh, it i had to look up a guide because i, I that, w- uh, that water dungeon wasn't great <laughs> yeah, I didn't a, like it either, dude. What water dungeon in any game? Is exactly, what that's what I was thinking. I was like, Jesus, that? does what is what is with the water? Like everyone's like, fuck water. I hate <laughs> it. the essence of life. Yeah, let's make it the most bullshit dungeon ever, yeah, dude. That's like the entirety of Legend of Zelda. As soon as you hit the water levels, you're like, God fucking damn it. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely felt a uh, callback to the to the Zelda days when I was doing those. But I, I had a lot of fun with the trials. I thought they were a nice. A nice little mix-up for the thing. Um, so once the group clears these four trials, they fall under the trap of Simone, a fallen seraph slash queen of the lollies. Uh, Dezel reveals that his true <laughs> goal, um, and Dezel, of course, is one of the uh, one of the other seraphim. He's attached to um, Rose. He's her lord or whatever the fuck. Um, he reveals that he's his whole mission in life, the reason why he's such an asshole, is because he wants to get revenge on Simone, who apparently caused all of his buddies to die. And he ends up sacrificing himself to save and assist Rose throughout this fight, which, of course, sucks because you don't even beat the chick at this point. A um, bunch of other shit happens. You get that Maven guy. You go out and find a bunch of orbs for him. Um, yeah, you have to prove yourself to him in order to get to Haldoff. Yeah, and he basically, he's like a storyteller, it seems like, and his role in this universe is to is to just tell stories, and the moment he takes part in it and tries to craft it to his will is when he basically dies and is cursed. Yeah, because there's one thing we kind of forgot to touch up on. The the thing that allows Saray to get the power of purification is the oath that Lila keeps. Right. And that's that's also what Maven has. His his oath is that he'll have great power, but he can't tell about the true history of the world. And right. it's it's through telling the true history of the world <laughs> that he breaks down and dies. Yeah, which sucks, but uh, he's also a fucker when you fight him. He, he goes real <laughs> crazy near the end. 
my the hardest fight I had in that entire game besides the last fight. Yeah, of course, <laughs> besides of course. that one, stage three. Uh, uh it was stage two. Stage two was tough on the last fight. Oh, okay. Not so much stage three. That was just like you had to fight them until you did a special move. And then, well, yeah, when you find out the one move that does a fuckload of damage with Rose. Yeah. It's... Yeah. No, that's stage two. Oh, I know. Okay, okay. never mind. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm thinking of it There's as a three four different stage. Fights. I guess if you think of it as four, it is stage three. But the uh, the fucking fight with the Medusa, the second Medusa fight. Yeah, when you're getting the orb thing in the in the village. Was that Jiggly Boop Snake Lady? Oh yeah, Jiggly Boop Snake Lady. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> jiggly Boop Snake Lady. Did somebody say boops. <laughs> uh, she. That was, is actually what drew my attention. She was a bitch, dude, with the paralyzing, and I had a dodger and. I think that battle, I think I want, I want to say I fucking did it like eight times. Like See, I had, had to, to restart over and over again on that one. On the first Medusa fight, I had to restart that one like three times. That one was tough too. But that one I never lost to. I didn't, I basically. Are you serious? Yeah, I reached a Fuck point you. in the game where I was like no longer troubled. And then I got to that last stage in the final boss and then I was very troubled. <laughs> It was just I've made it a breeze until then. So Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, there's getting some... those getting the timing down of her bullshit was it was just rough. And the I know there was like anti paralysis equipment, but it was yeah. like oh ten percent. Yeah, no, we it's can you, can, you can block though, and you won't yeah, get. Yeah, that's what I did. I blocked all day and just rezzed the other guys over and over again. Oh, really? Almost. Oh. Uh, oh, okay, entirely, I was like, God, that sounds like hell. Like, if 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 things were going really bad, that's all I would do was block. So it was it was not a fun fight for me. That was rough. So the orb part and the orb part is when I finally in the game figured out how to explore the game. Because for me, it was like the stars and talking to the girl to figure out where to go was like really pissing me off. Yeah, I couldn't quite figure it out. But then like you know, three fourths of the way through the game, finally understood how to explore the game. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's odd because it's, it almost has that, uh, classic RPG feel where you are just thrown into a world. Right. And they're like, Oh yeah, just go to there. And I'm like, Oh, you know, of course I know where that fucking is, you know, cause I've played this before, <laughs> but, uh, I just, I just accepted it and did a lot of exploring. So I was pretty, I was pretty on top of it, uh, but I did take a lot longer because of that, because I, I would only, I only looked up guides when I couldn't beat the final boss first off. And then when I wanted to know where I was at. So, um, anyway, the group finally confronts the Lord of Calamity who now wants to recruit our friend, uh, Saray. He like basically offers him, you know, come rule the universe beside me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, his father and son, um, and we then find out that the era of chaos that the game takes place in was created when the previous shepherd turned Heldolf, who was a Roland's military general, into a cursed immortal being by fusing him to the Seraph Molteus when he refused to provide aid to his village when it was invaded. This invasion and his failure filled him with all sorts of hatred, and then he became the Lord of Calamity, so he was just this big asshole who just hated everything, right? Um, We also find out that the village he failed to save was actually where our two friends, Saray and Miklio, were born. Um, So they were kind of connected from the very beginning. Uh, The party defeats the Lord of Calamity. Seraphim and humans live in peace. We get a cutscene where an adult Miklio falls into a hole in some ruins and is rescued by by what is presumed and obviously Saray. Saray, okay. Um, Which is a nice callback to the very beginning of the game. 
That was because I was that like, was Leo. I was watching that thing. I was like, okay, is he the new shepherd? Is there another loop going on? See, I thought for a second maybe the guy who rescued him could be the new shepherd, but then I was like, no, nah, he looked pretty excited to see him. So like the beginning of the game, it starts out and your character falls and he's like rescued by. Uh, rescued by Mikleo after like falling through a hole uh, and then the very end of the game you rescue him happens? yeah okay. isn't that right Troy doesn't it start yes. out that way okay yes so it kind of goes full circle and it's weird because you get this cryptic I mean, it's weird first off because you have like seven the fucking things of credits in this game right so you have like the the end scene he kills the Lord of Calamity it's awesome then you get some credits and then you get like another scene where it like shows a grave and you're like oh what the what Saray is dead like Okay, fine. And then you get another scene where... There's three credit teasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you get another scene where Saray's not dead. And I'm like, okay, so... He's just... They thought he was dead, so they put up a tombstone. That's what I'm assuming is oh, the case. The, the whole... Um, I'm trying to think of things now. But um, Maltellus, the one that Heldoff fused with, yeah. was originally a seraphim, but he because Heldoff has all this malevolence... Maltellus turned into a dragon, and since this this being here is essentially the god of the world, if he if Maltellus dies, the world just goes into a cat. Like, do you remember what the final place looks like? That's essentially the whole world, like just tornadoes and rain and all sorts of natural disasters would have happened if this god would have died. And what Saray was doing was that he was purifying Maltellus. So then, and in order to do that, he went into a deep sleep for, I don't know, how many years. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. So uh, we thought at first, though, I mean, throughout the game, it's kind of implied that Saray is going to die from his uh, from his plight, right? Like yeah. he's, it's the ultimate sacrifice is kind of what's going on. Um, but thankfully, that doesn't happen. And the, honestly, that last fight was it was pretty heavy. Like I, I thought I was killing my friends at first when I was armatizing and so launching them, too. and I was like, "This is fucked I up." I thought man. they were sacrificing themselves. I thought that was like a big plot point. Yeah, I mean, just no, it, nope. The whole the whole game, the, the whole dialogue, like how Heldoff's like, "Oh, you just killed one of your friends," is you know the villain saying, "You're not going to win." Blah blah blah. You just wasted a life, oh, but yeah, you actually yeah. end up winning. That's 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 where the misconception of that comes in. Yeah, and then they're like, "Psych, we're fine," right? Yeah, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's not as cheap as an FF4. No, it's it's not, not. It's not that bad because it's not like oh first you know end of the first act they die quote unquote and then they come back at the very end they just die at the end but don't die and they're still alive so i i like that but i at first i was like man if this game does this and like can you kill your buddies in this way that's gonna be pretty ballsy like that's pretty heavy um so i would have been very impressed if they would have kept with it but we wouldn't have got that sweet ending with uh you know mccleo getting rescued with his uh fucking carpet of hair that he's got. <laughs> i want to before we kind of like say what we thought of the story i want to point out yesterday I was watching the the scene right before I can't remember what they call this in movies I like the Dark Knight of the Soul or something like that it's right before they decide to go take on the bad guy mm. um, and oh. and it's, it's this music video montage of all these all the all the characters getting together and you know appreciating each other before they take on the thing and we've seen <laughs> this we've seen this scene a lot in a lot of things. Each other. There was, it starts out though with Rose and Lila 
and and they're like scissoring. On, they're right? on a bridge, and oh. Rose is like, "Oh, thank you so much for so. for meeting with me, Lila." Or it might have been the other way around. And in my head, I was like, "I'm going to see if this can pass the Bechdel test." <laughs> Do you know what the Bechdel test is? Uh, no, no okay. fucking idea. The Bechdel test is uh, is like a feminist test for a movie. So if you have two women in a scene alone together if they are going to only talk about the main male character or not. And I was like, yeah, I wonder if they're going to pass the Bechdel test. And right off the bat, right after she says, thank you for meeting with me. The first thing they mention is Soray and they start talking about Soray and I'm like, Oh, they failed the Bechdel test. Yeah. And I laughed pretty hard <laughs> alone in the living room. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that moment. This, this, this game does not pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Speaking of music videos, the first time the one music video started up when you, uh, finally set out from your homeland, I was like, now it's Japanese before it was like, eh, maybe, but then it pulls out this like awesome guitar riff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, the music's good, but then like the animations are just, it's just oh, way over the, the top. The second opening credit sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is this? Type zero? <laughs> Final oh. Fantasy type zero. And then 10 minutes later, Final Fantasy type zero. It's like, are we playing Final Fantasy type zero? <laughs> is this I, Tales of Zestiria? Is that what, is that what I've been playing for the last two hours? Is I, I don't know. I, I, thought, I thought something else was. In I the, thought it was uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Yeah, I, fuck. No, I wonder no, no, why no. where my gun was. You know. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, seriously though, it kicked it into high gear uh, at that moment, and it it, re- it you know it let off of the gas for a little while until the lollies came in, and then it kind of went into high gear again for a little bit. But it didn't uh, it didn't super over sexualize them in this. I don't think so. I don't think it sexualized them, but. I don't know. It was still awkward, especially it's the weird. one uh, Simone chick, because her shirt is like it's like a yeah. it's like a wife gross. beater. That's like, that's yeah. lolly to that's the gross. max. Yeah, I was like, oh god, if the wind picks up, oh, I don't want to <laughs> see that. You don't want to see her blow away in the wind? No, well, no, I do. I don't want to see <laughs> that. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Later. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. Uh, what did you think about the story, twice? Um, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I think, I think it's a, a pretty standard, pretty standard hero saves the world, um, kind of story. I enjoyed, I, I don't know. The story to me wasn't the, the main draw for this game. Like when I got into the game, when I started really getting excited when my shift would end at work because I would come home to play it. It wasn't because I wanted to find out what was going on in the story because I know I pretty much knew what was going to happen. I'm going to have to fight off, face off against this guy, this Lord of Calamity. It's going to be a, you know, a pretty standard run-of-the-mill hero, hero's journey kind of a plot line. Um, I do think it fit pretty well and I I actually enjoyed most of the characters in this game. Um, Lila, I thought, was pretty funny. Uh, she had a lot of, like, really stupid jokes that she would crack, like, I all jokes. the time. I loved them so much. All the, <laughs> it, of course you did. It's, it was like watching Arrested... <laughs> all de- the puns. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It was like watching Arrested Development for me. It was like, you know, the first two or three episodes, I'm like, okay, this is good. And then, like, by, like, episode five, I'm just laughing my ass off at everything because it's just, like, it's so over the top and it's just ridiculous. Uh, so I ended up having a lot of fun with her as a character. I liked the... Uh, 
I like the stuff with Heldolf. I liked uncovering his past with those uh, with those orbs. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the lore to you know uh, about as much as I probably could. Uh, but I, I feel like the story overall I, I found enjoyable, but not the not the main attraction to Tales of Zestiria. I don't think I would want to go through... If I play it again, I might end up skipping the cutscenes just to get to the combat, because I think that's really the the gem of this game. It's not so much the story or the storytelling, but uh, the combat itself. And there are a lot of fun interactions within fights um, with the characters as well, so it kind of takes on a... Uh, almost uh, obviously it's an action rpg in its combat but there's a lot of dialogue a lot of important um character development that that is to be had during certain battles and i i kind of enjoyed that as well it uh you know kept it fresh so it was good i i had a lot of fun with the game good uh what do you give it out of 10 for story I think I am going to give it a seven. Seven out of ten. Yeah, I think it works. It's not the best, but it is enjoyable and gets the job done. So. I am going to ditto your seven out of ten. I think uh, the story itself was uh, pretty pretty standard RPG chosen one kind of fair. And it shines a lot more within the characters themselves yeah. more than the story. Um and yeah, I love Lila. I even love Axel Rose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a lot of fun. Oh, I forgot about that. Axel yeah, Rose Zavid, is awesome. yeah. 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 He's he's a bro, man. Zavid's a lot of fun. Um I think Sore is kind of like a kind of bland hero, but I I don't have enough complaints about it to take it below a 7. Yeah, Sore is basically Frodo. Like he's yes. he's just a really good guy, Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, it's just a good dude. Yeah, that you could relate to. Until he wants you... that damn ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, so he's a good guy, you know, unless you're a group of assholes that aren't good guys, and then you can't really relate to him, but, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of the story, Troy? Um. Well, I agree with you that it's pretty straightforward, and I, I did like it for the most part. If I had to give it a rating, I would say I would give it a six. Okay. Because there, while the story works on its own, there's there's just not enough information as a standalone title to give me like this is really fleshed out. Like it just didn't seem like there was a lot of there's a lot of backstory for a lot of things that were happening. Besides the fact that the two main guys, Mikleo and Saray, are all about wanting to discover backstories and discover ruins and whatnot. Point. That's fair. <laughs> That's a good point. I uh, and, I didn't think so much about the lore of the game. I was I was thinking definitely more with the sort of characters and emotional arc of it. There there are well, yeah. certainly there's certainly things to be left. There's certainly things left wanting. I think. When it comes well, yeah, to there, the there's there's stuff. all that, but like one part that I think could have been totally redone, and I think would have benefited the story completely, is the fact that. Edna joins you because Saray promises to cure her brother who has turned into a dragon. And there is a part where you interrupt the war because a dragon has been planted just straight up in the middle. Now, the, what bothers me about that is that this is just some random dragon. I think it would have benefited if Heldoff would have dragged Edna's brother into it and it would have took two birds out with one stone, you know, about how Saray comes to the conclusion that killing may be a mercy to some people. 
and it would have resolved Edna's little crisis as well. And that I feel like the alternative way that they dealt with that was not was not appropriate for such a huge character. You yeah. know, one of the main one of the main. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that was something that she did say when she joined your party is like, oh, well, if you do this, we'll do it. And then she's like, nah, fuck it. I don't care. I'll just stay along yeah, anyway. Exactly. Like, it, there's a lot of missed opportunities. And that's why I give it a six, because by itself, there just seems to be a lot missing. It's it's no Final Fantasy 15. I won't get into any more of that. But <laughs> God, you just send us you just send us games that are missing stuff, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. But uh, uh, listen, um, did you say there was a there was a prologue for this? Is that there was there is not necessarily a prequel. It takes place in the same universe. There's still things like seraphim there's still the shepherd there's still the lord of calamity but it's its own complete different world like it's way back you know those runes you've been exploring all throughout Sisteria? that's what you're looking into you're oh, okay. you're playing the beginning of all those ruins oh, that's interesting okay what one's that one called again uh tales of berseria okay yeah that's the one that came out just a little bit ago so, mm-hmm. oh, really? and, and everybody loves that one that's what I heard. That's it's it's. I love it because it takes a lot of what was missing out of Syria and adds the flavor to it. Like, you know how Seraphim are long-lived beings. Well, Zavid's actually pretty prominent in Berseria, despite it taking place like a few thousand years behind. You know, and I think that's pretty cool that they delve into Zavid's back. Uh, background because he didn't get a whole lot of background. He was thrusted in like halfway through the game and you got what you got. Yeah, that's true. They kind of just said, well, here's this other guy that's basically the guy before, but he's the lead singer of uh, Guns N' Roses <laughs> instead of the guitarist. Instead of the guitarist. <laughs> Both right. very high profile people. The only two people whose names I know from the band. <laughs> um, and there you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so gameplay. This is uh this is a very actiony RPG. I know you said it spent a lot of time in the menu. There's a billion systems outside of just the regular combat that is um or that affects the regular combat that is very intricate. So you can you mostly you're mashing mashing the zero button or the, the O button and the uh and the X button and the triggers right just uh, to kind of get all your moves out but you can actually set those things all up very meticulously if you so desire um you get more combat information when you when you study these runes throughout the world as you're exploring right uh there's um you can basically go into these super there's your regular kind of combat mode and then there's the super sane modes yeah when you uh, armatize which is when you armatize when you connect with one of the seraphim and you become combat and you become like a, a mage warrior version of that element so you'll be the water guy or the fire guy or the wind guy or whatever right, yeah and well, you'll be able to do extra damage that way and have uh, elemental damage uh to deal with certain enemies um but, go ahead this game is what this game essentially comes down to in combat is that it's a rock paper scissors fight you got your hidden arts you got your martial arts and then you got your ser- seraphic arts martial arts beats hidden arts hidden arts beats seraph arts seraph arts beat martial arts 
and each character is given reign over two of these. So it's a that's that's essentially what you want to do. You want to create a build that you can beat whatever is thrown at you through this rock paper scissors type deal. Yeah, which I did not do. Uh, um, yeah, I, I never explained. I, it like I that. figured it out by the end. I was like, oh, I fucked up really, really <laughs> badly because I wasn't paying attention to that fucking grid thing. Um, that you like line up all your items oh. and you fill out like certain sections and you do more damage. Yeah, I was just looking at peer damage and peer stats and uh, it didn't work out. So okay. there is definitely a rock, paper, scissors. I like that idea. I like the this element beats this other element. Oh, this one's weak to it. Oh, this one you know does half damage. Um, whatever else. That makes it to where you kind of really have to use each of the of the seraphim you have to armatize with multiple characters which of course is useful because in the end fight you have to do just that and then launch them them at the uh, final boss you know uh, so I, I enjoyed the uh, i enjoyed the the gameplay a lot i i think the action element um, was a lot of fun i mean it was a lot of mashing x but then once i finally started figuring out okay this is you know, these guys are weak against this. These guys are weak against that. I would go in and, like, switch around whatever moves I was using. Because, like, if I notice I was running into a lot of this one enemy that I have a move that he's weak to, but I don't have it equipped, I'll just throw it on for this certain dungeon. Um, I'll make sure I armatize with Miklio or, you know, uh, Ly- Layla, depending on, depending on what enemies I'm fighting. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I also like the equipment element of this game how you can combine weapons to carry over stats i'd say it's nice yep. i like it but i did not understand use it? it very well <laughs> i feel like i wasted items that were good did you figure that out when i told you about it like right as you were at the end boss no i already knew about it okay because I, I told you something about like the the item system and you're like oh what <laughs> No, no, I knew about the item system. Okay. I, what I didn't know is I, I couldn't figure out like, and it's like a, it's a weird thing because normally when I'm playing a, when I'm playing a JRPG and I have an option to upgrade a piece of equipment, you see what it's at now and you see what it'll be at when you combine the two items. Now, I don't know if I'm just fucking retarded or blind or both. I didn't see yep. that ever in this game. It just, it doesn't say, you know, you, you have to just compare what it was before. Like, okay, this is plus 60. And then I go in and then it'll tell me what it will be, which is either more or just complete garbage. If you, uh, attach it or combine it with the wrong item. And I was doing a lot of combining with the wrong item early on. Um, <laughs> but eventually when I was grinding out, um, equipment in the final zone i started realizing that oh okay it has to be like a very similar or if not the exact same piece of equipment and then you combine mm-hmm. those two and that's when it really starts to pile on the stat boost and i thought that was a, I thought that was a really cool system i mean that's something similar i'm running into something similar with lightning returns as well with the item upgrades but uh i i don't know i i, I like that a lot and i think it adds a different uh a different sort of feel it makes weapons that might not be as powerful useful to hang on to because you can throw them together later on this is a game that probably is a lot better for those who want something to really get into and explore so the just the million ways of customizing your shit is something that i didn't really get to explore much i just kind of 
I, you know, tried to line things up in the equipment menu and then mashed zero a lot while I, while I played the game. And until this very last fight, I never really set a whole bunch of customization as far as my moves are concerned or anything like that. But you can go into the nitty-gritty of this game and really go in-depth. More in-depth than I would ever touch uh, as, as far as um, what you can do. As far as what... There's, yeah. There's actually someone out there... Um there's actually someone out there who has posted videos on YouTube of him going through every boss with just Lila. They would start the fight on the hardest difficulty with everyone dead, but Lila would be the only one alive. And they would dominate the field with just one person. Oh, my God. See, every, wow. every boss fight. So it's, it's, and, it's one of those games. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those where if you take advantage of what you're given, you're going to have a much easier time. Yeah, so... Uh, there there seems to be uh, like hundreds of hours of exploration as far as like what you can do and even things to do in the game and find that I, I feel like I only got like the tip of the iceberg with with my 30 hours um, just playing this the campaign uh, is that do you think that's true Troy yeah um, there's definitely a lot that there's a lot. There is a lot. Let me just say there's a lot. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Five playthroughs worth a lot. There's even like, I've, there's bonus cutscenes, <laughs> like the skits yeah, that skits. you can get by going to different places at different parts of the game. Um, there's these little dudes that you got to go find. Yeah, the Norman. The they, Norman. Yeah, yeah, you can attach them to your weapons. Those are crazy because they're... Uh, they're like you find them and you put them on the item and that's it. You don't take them off Forever. the item. Yeah. You, if that item becomes obsolete, too fucking bad. Yeah. So that's another thing. Another element of, okay, when you go into the game for a second playthrough, you map out when you want to get certain things or you just like wait to the very end and then go grab all the Norman and attach them to the weapons that you want. There's also well, new skills to get and everything. Yeah. There's, all right, there's something about the Norman. The Norman can be placed with, what are they called? Lord of the Lands? Is that what they were called? Oh, yeah, yeah. you can yeah. store them uh, there. If you, if you place a certain Norman that has, like, an attack plus eight up on a Lord of the Land, all the equipment on there has a higher chance of getting that drop. So that's what the use of those Normans were. You want to get the Norman so then you can place it on on a place that you're going to grind and then that whatever equipment drops will have that set boost oh my god i i didn't understand that at all apparently <laughs> that's uh well that's cool yeah. like like i said there is a lot there is a lot so it's a very customizable very huge uh action rpg system going on here um i would give the gameplay a nine out of ten and the only reason why I would take uh, one point away, because it was a very good fluid system, and there's a lot of things to explore, and I like that idea, even though I wouldn't myself explore it more than just like the rudimentary stuff. Uh, my thumb hurt hitting that, <laughs> hitting that O button over and over again. Yeah. Or, yeah, for just the regular attacks, and that's kind of what I would do until like I needed a block or something like that. So I would, uh, I would give it 9 out of 10. Just because your thumb hurt? My thumb hurt. That was a little too much uh, mashing. For All me. right. Um, I, will... I prefer the 15 system where it was like the holding down and being a little bit more tactical. And honestly, what was funny about this game uh, was 
how similar the comic yeah was yeah what i said was between uh, 15 and tales of Zestiria. a few hours in i was like man troy only plays games where you just hold circle or mash circle all day <laughs> uh, it was pretty fun uh i would also give it a nine um the reason why i dock it is because for me and i know craig you had no problem beating the final boss right you just beat him yeah i just beat him yeah, it took I, me a couple tries, but I didn't try any more than like I, three or four times. I had serious issues with the final boss, and I feel like I feel like it was not scaled properly. And I know I didn't understand certain elements of the. It was probably just because you didn't maximize your equipment stuff. Well, uh, yes, right that's true. You say that, but I did every single optional boss fight, all of the anomalous orbs. I picked up everything else. I killed all the other big baddies in the entire fucking game, and I still couldn't beat it until I fucking threw away all of my dignity and reduced the fucking difficulty to easy. Yeah, you're a bitch for that. And I'm pretty sure I can actually probably beat it on normal now. Now that I'm thinking about like what I need to do, I could definitely do it. But I feel like it was a little bit imbalanced for that final fight. I felt super unprepared. I got trashed when I got to that third phase. I mean... I don't know, I, man. I feel like the it tried to make the final boss impactful by making him difficult, and you really did fuck up a lot of your shit. I, like, yeah, I looked at the, your like your equipment, and you had no bonuses going on for your dudes. I know. Like I didn't nothing. get that. I didn't get the entire thing. So maybe it is just me being a fuck. But regardless, <laughs> it, it did seem like it was a little much, because I fucked up my equipment for everybody and I was still able to beat every other fucking person in the game. Every other thing I came across with ease. Yeah. For the most part. There were, there was this really poly guy in the in a cave that <laughs> fucked me up. There's a, but, there's uh, a character from a children's TV show that just wrecked you? Oh, he... he <laughs> yes, Armadillon. It's not Armadillon, according to Layla. Um, but, uh, uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was... It was tough, dude. But... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the gameplay is the probably one of the best things about Tales of Zestiria, though. It's a lot of fun, and there's a million different ways to play this game. What, what about you, Troy? What are your thoughts on the gameplay, and what would you give it out of 10? Well, like I said, this is absolutely my favorite style of Tales that I have played, so I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 as well. The reason why I dock at a point is because I think the system... Now, the reason why I got a hold of this system is because I was playing it with my girlfriend. And during the week, she would have to work, so I was like, I want to play this game. So I would sit there and grind, and I was like, well, I might as well discover what the system's about. It took me, like, a good five hours to realize that this system has much more depth than it needed to be, than I was using. And I think that's sort of a bit harsh for most people who want to come in and enjoy it like you guys like you know you you didn't quite understand it and i think it says something that a lot of people don't understand what the system is even though it this the battle is heavily dependent on your equipment like leveling up is a secondary thing the equipment you have comes first yeah definitely the level hey man, up everybody skips those tutorials like that's so uh, i watched it final fantasy 8 man nobody read through the uh the I equipment s- thing at the very beginning I that's s- why nobody knew how to play i it. skip with pride <laughs> fuck that <laughs> i'll figure it out and if i don't i'll go on youtube <laughs> Someone the else will go on YouTube and figure out that you should just spam one move the entire time. Yeah, dude. 
Yeah, that's what happened, man. So I was stuck on the final boss last night, as we talked about, and I had to go on YouTube, and this dude was like, just spam this with Rose, and I'm like, I never played a single other character except for Saray, and I know you can play the other ones, but I just didn't. And then I was like, okay, I'll just set that as the special move for Rose on the X button for every single, like, option, and go hit the bad guy's hand over and, and you would do massive damage with this one fucking move over and over again. And it was like, this is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> uh, but you, I, I tried using that move on the other boss. So you can do it because he was just too much. So it's too much for it. You, you actually had to just only do it for that phase of the one guy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I, I like that you can have that sort of, that you can explore in that way. I just, you know, for me, it was more of a simple simplicity um, sort of thing. But I, I like that there is more depth there. All right. Despite it, like uh, like Troy saying, you know, you you really have to go Dell. Yeah, there's like a million different things to do, and that can be overwhelming for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the other thing that I dock it for is um. Now you guys say you have troubles with this fight, but I I didn't. I died once, and that's because I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know that I was supposed to stagger it. And once I understood that, this game seems to think that the larger the opponent, the more difficult it is, and that is not true. And because the the enemies that are big are too bulky, you can exploit spots that you don't get hit in, and they generally have a limited move set that you need to counter which makes it easier to work around and something as big like the entire game builds up this dragon this dragon and i the dragon is a the dragon is a pushover like i beat it so quick <laughs> and it it kind of it kind of docks it i kind of dock it for that because i like i like my challenge i like i like putting up the difficulty because I think that's also part of the game. Instead of just the story, you know, main main per- the main reason most people go for a story or for a game is because of the story. You know, it's at least these RPGs. Yeah, and I like it when the story and the and the combat are both engaging at the same time. Like I like it when I think, oh shit, I might actually die. Like it, it makes me think, what do I? What can I do to improve? And this game has done that except for the parts where it built up to be such a big deal and it wasn't that's yeah. that's that's my that's my personal experience with it yeah, and that's I why mean, I, I stuck it it's kind of reminiscent of like uh I don't know Sephiroth and FF7 like he's this big bad motherfucker and then you go in and like I just didn't even die like <laughs> I didn't die to him once and I'm like what the fuck this guy's nothing like anybody could have waltzed on in here and whooped this guy's ass as far as I can tell right so I, I that definitely that definitely kind of affects both the story and the gameplay in a way because if you're always hearing about this big bad dragon and then you go and just fucking thrash it like I did too it was it took me it wasn't a super fast fight but I had like I was not concerned ever with my uh longevity of my characters oh uh, yeah the dragon wasn't that bad yeah and yeah. it's like yeah i don't know i could see that there was kind of a big build up to that thing yeah it was a huge build up it's like it's here that's a good point all right so the thing that makes cameron the the most uncomfortable is the art design of this game which is 100 (laughs) if you've never seen a a frame of this game before like i hadn't this is 110 percent 
Japanese animation style sort of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very. I wouldn't say it was very the, anime the art style that made me uncomfortable. It's just the way they interacted with each other. That's, that made you. I thought it was the art style. I mean, the uh, lolly part, yeah, and then the certain weird little design things, but it's you, just the, You were squirming before any over, of the lolly characters showed up. It's just the way they act with one another. It's where, oh, we're now going to have this whole huge cutscene where we're just going to have these, like, you know, not the actual character design talk to each other, but this pop-up version of them talking back and forth about just so stupid that, shit. But that is all still anime. It's the way they talk to each other, then they interact with each other. That was very cringe. There's there's like three different things in this game. There's the the in game look that is cell shaded and still looks very has a hand drawn sort of look to it. Yeah, and then there's the simple comedy bit anime stuff that happens. The skits, the skits, yeah. yes. Which Cameron, I guess, is hates, and then, oh. <laughs> and then there's the um, more fluid, full, more cinematic sort of hand drawn sequences. Yeah, the big whether, scenes. Whether or not they actually are hand drawn, I have no idea. But uh, they look like a big hand drawn animation sort of production. Um, and they, they, I think they fluidly move back and forth between them. And, um, I do think some of the designs, you know, it's kind of like final fantasy where some things are just a little over the top. Yeah. Uh, as far as like character designs are concerned, but that's more of a feather earrings, uh, the, uh, the aesthetic taste sort of a thing uh, that some people would probably have a problem with. Uh, that that is optional though. The That's Mikleo true, yeah. blue blue, uh, blue fro or the chops that Caleb gave Saray with the yeah. the pipe. I gave every single character chops. He was a gentleman. Oh, he was a gentleman. Yeah. That's Saray. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's a it just just looks like really standard fantasy anime to me. Um, so I don't have any like real big issues with the art design. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. But it's still, it's not something that, like, really turns me off. Yeah, it's not, well, I mean, it's not like, okay, so it's not Armored Core, but it's not, um, it's not Last Guardian either. Like, it's not like a, holy shit, like, this is, this world looks fucking great. Like, I love it, but it is, uh, it is pretty generic, and it, honestly, it almost felt reminiscent to me of... Yeah, maybe Final Fantasy twelve, where it's like, okay, this, this area makes sense, looks right, you know, and then the characters are way, obviously way more over the top than the FF twelve guys. Um, very, very Japanese esque. At least um, they didn't have spray painted abs. Uh, I find those <laughs> endearing, personally. Uh, but I don't know. What would you give? What would you give the art design out of ten? Then what? what uh, I, I'll just. You know, the anime stuff to that extent is not really my cup of tea, but I don't really think I have anything wrong with it. And there's certainly a beauty in the animation and the going back and forth between the three different styles. So I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Um, Just like a a tepid 8 out of 10, I guess. (laughs) It's good, but not amazing. Well, I mean, it's good for what it is. Yeah. um, But it doesn't like blow me away or anything. All right. Yeah. And I do like that. They didn't do what they're not doing what Final Fantasy does, which is like we have to push the graphics every time we get a game. They're like, you know what? We'll just make it anime so that we don't have to like 
the, the the graphics don't have to be the number one thing that we're pushing for when we're doing these RPGs, and we can still have an old school feel because of that. Yeah, so and they can put in that it's allowed because you're not trying to do hyper realism and a, and an, and an absurd fantasy plot. They're just like <laughs> fuck the hyper realism. We'll just do our own thing. So I I I admire that part. I guess that's that's something I admire out of that. That they're sticking to their art style. As opposed to Final Fantasy, which is the thing I'm going to compare this to because that's the other JRPG I've played. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I agree. I think I'd, I'd probably give it... <sighs> fuck. I'll, I'll give it an 8, too. It's fucking ridiculous. We're the same. But uh, one of the things I really... I really liked the the hand-drawn cutscenes. I mean, there's that scene where they're fighting the dragon, the soldiers, or no, there's a scene where the soldiers are like the two armies are clashing and it's in that hand-drawn sequence. And I thought that cutscene, I thought that cutscene was fucking awesome. You know, I'm seeing this, this army finally coming together and, uh, you know, crashing amongst each other. And I, I felt like all of those moments were really cool. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed the, uh, the cutscene style, um, at least for those cutscenes, the skits were a little awkward because at first I didn't know what was going on. I was like, "What is this? Is it inside his head?" Because one of them was in his head, and then the other one, <laughs> I'm like, "Wait, wait, how can it be in his head?" Because Rose is there. Ah, oh, God, what is this? But uh, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, I felt like the the dungeons were all original, um, semi original looking. Uh, I like the designs that each temple had. I like the areas, um, but I wasn't, I was never like blown away by anything except for a couple cutscenes I thought were really, really well done. Uh, but overall, yeah, it looked good. And, but like Joe said, it's more of a focus on the combat and the gameplay rather than really pushing the, pushing the envelope with the graphical, uh, capabilities of the PS4. And I mean, a lot of that might've been because they, released it on PlayStation 3 as well. I mean, they want to create a game that works on both systems and isn't Final Fantasy 14, where if you're playing with someone on a PS4, they have to wait 10 seconds while you load into the fucking map because you're on this archaic beast of a console. You know, they probably wanted to make it a... I was also wondering if it, with the game so large um, that takes so long, wouldn't you have to like, take hits in the, in the graphic area as well? Uh, you mm-hmm. would think so, yeah. And with it being as interactive as it is, I would say yes. Um, Final Fantasy thirteen <coughs> looks really, really great, but the environment is not... You don't really interact with it very much, so it's not like a... It doesn't yeah, need... Yeah, it's like very tight hallways. Yeah. Uh, even when you get to Grand Pulse where it opens up, it's really not like an, a huge world like a... Like compared it to tight hallways. Yeah, it's still like it gets cut off into a bunch of sections. So like, yeah. they're big, wide open hallways, but they're still hallways. Well, think of like I'm thinking more along the lines of in this game, you interact with a lot of things that are going on. In Final Fantasy 13, you don't. They're just there. Yeah, it's true. like they're not pre treasure chests and there's creatures running around. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. mean, like it looks fucking great, but it's the focus is in a very different area. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I think it's serviceable for sure. How do you like the uh, the look? Do you like this anime uh, style? Yes, as well, I am very into the anime esque style. Fantasy is pretty much all I'm really into in terms of like a story and whatnot. I'll sit and watch something else if someone puts it in front of me, and I'll like it. But I won't actively search for it. That's just that's just how I prefer, I guess. In that regard, I'm the opposite of you guys in that. <clears throat> but um. The skits, the skits have been in there since the very beginning. That's that's a classic tales thing that 
the character development and whatnot, the little side things get explained through these little skits, which is these hand-drawn little mouth-flapping people that just talk about things. And I think this is the, I think part of the reason they stick with it is because it's a way to bypass limitations. Like you were saying, it's also released on the PS3. Tales of Berseria was also released on the PS3. Besides it coming out, like, two or three years later, it's like, hello, the PS4 is here, why can't we just move on? But I think they do these skits so then they can limit, so then they don't need to put time and effort into a cutscene and, you know, they can focus on what's actually important, which, which with Tales is always a balance of story and gameplay. Yeah, I would say that the cutscene length is also another thing that I forgot to bring up in story. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of cutscenes, and they talk like forever. And it got to the point where I was like skipping them talking and the voice acting because I was just reading it um, because I was like, dude, this is. I've been doing this for like ever and it's like cutscenes after cutscene. I don't know if you guys felt that way, but I started doing that when it was like a subplot and I knew it was, yeah. it wasn't like a main part of the story. Yeah. Like if it was about one of the orb things that I was going after. I yeah. And like, I feel like it's similar to putting a yeah. audio book on like 1.75 speed because like <laughs> I would read it this fast. So why not listen to it this fast? Like I, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't anything against the voice acting but i did feel like it was a bit cutscene heavy and it wasn't always pertinent necessarily but i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know maybe i was being a little too harsh but that's how i kind of felt about those um yeah so jet what about uh what about music um but we still don't have a number for oh troy. shit you're right troy sorry and <laughs> What, what are uh, we talking about? Yeah, give that uh, give that artist score. Oh, we gotta know. Um, I'll give it a nine. I like <laughs> give it. it. A nine. Good. Good. The studio that did the animation cutscenes are one of my favorite studios out there. So, but I, who I, are they? Uh, it's either Ufa Table or Ufa Table. I don't fucking know which one it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to like give us two names, and I'm like, Troy, Troy, you tell me. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's U-F-O-T-A. Yeah. U-F-O-T-A-B-L-E. Ufo Table. That works. <clears throat> Ufo Table. Fuck yes. We'll, we'll just pretend that we we know that's what it's... Uh, okay. Oh, you can leave it at that. That's fine. I understand my place. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, music. Okay. Uh, this music. Is, this is a thing that stopped uh, the streaming of uh, Zestria. It did. That's really it's fucking that, annoying. Automatic zero. I would have I would have fucking streamed every moment of this game if I if I could have. Because Same. it's PS4 and so it's easy to stream and I'm in this place so I can stream all the time if I want to. But the, uh, the thing with... The, the music is the thing that cuts it off from the Twitch. Is that... Yeah. Is that, God, that's it's, so fucking It's got stupid. some kind of copyright that prevents it from being that's streamed. That's so fucking stupid. It's annoying as shit. Anyway, the music I thought was pretty kind of... St- I'll be honest. I thought it was kind of standard. Uh, very... Uh, um, very kind of standard adventure tracks mixed with some... Sometimes it works, sometimes not so great. Electronic scores that kind of uh, m- are mixed in with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I thought the wind areas electronic thing was awesome. I uh, 
that's when I noticed it. Honestly, when yeah, I was like, you're eh. like Whoa. okay, All I right. was like, well, the thing that bugs me, Schweiss, this, Touche. this Touche. is just something that bugs me Touche. in general. Yeah. Uh, a historical epic with pop music. There is nothing that pisses me off more in any form of media than putting a goddamn pop song or an electronic score underneath a historical piece. And even like a final, uh, even like a fantasy piece like this is because it's not modern day in any way. When I hear that electronic sound to it, I get taken out. Yeah. It, yeah. It because doesn't feel right. To me, it just does not feel right. Okay. I, I think there is no bigger sin than at the end of <laughs> Prince Caspian, the goddamn Disney movie, Prince Caspian, the goddamn motherfucking pop song that plays in that, in that ending There's a scene pop song in that it's movie. Fucking terrible. And so like you see all these like creatures, they're fantastical creatures, whatever. And this goddamn very modern song starts playing right before the ending of that movie. It, nothing there's I've never been so mad at a movie in the movie theater than I was when I watched that thing and every time I hear like synthy sort of stuff in in uh in anything that's period based or anything that's fantasy period based included I, it just bugs me so that bugs me i do like the main theme though when uh the second credit thing starts yeah that was a pretty the, cool the uh, one with the sweet guitar that yeah. was pretty cool music i i liked it i was like yeah it's pretty good actually. yeah I, at first i was like oh, but boy, as a piece by go. itself I, I don't yeah that yeah. was that was good so i'm gonna give the music uh the music and sound, the voice acting was really good. Yeah, we had. So uh, I didn't have a single problem with the voice acting I usually do with these type of games. Um, so I'll give music and sound. It's for me. It's like a two out of five, or not? No, like a three out of five for the music, and then a five out of five for the the rest of the sound. So, so like an eight. I'll give it an eight, but just know that I just generally detest electronic music and in anything that's period based. So like dubstep and, uh, saving private Ryan would not, no, <laughs> would not fly Fucking with you. No, <laughs> no, it would not ever fucking ever blah, 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 yeah, everybody's like dude his intestines are like falling out i think that'd be sweet no oh, god <laughs> getting cut in half with, no like, okay some... so that would have been 1998 what's the song <laughs> what's the song that came out in 1998 like uh space jam uh, uh no uh space jam is that 1998 i don't know i, thought, I have no <laughs> idea <laughs> Yeah, if Space Jam started playing uh, right before the end of Saving Bright Ryan. Like, yeah, that's fair. That would be kind of awesome. <laughs> not, not spa- I don't know. <laughs> something like something modern and stupid and it, takes you, and it takes you right out of there. I hate that. All right. Um, I'll give the music a 7 out of 10. Um, I actually thought the final dungeon theme was really fucking cool. I thought that one I was love that. really <laughs> epic. And, like, that was, yeah, that was huge. Cool and I was like, dude, this is... It sounds like a final dungeon piece. Like it does sound like that's where it should be, but it was for a reason. It's, yeah. uh, it sounded great. Uh, the voice acting, I didn't really have a problem with. Like I said, I did end up like 
skimming through some of the voice acting because it was so it's not because of the heavy. voice acting because there was just so much yeah there's just so much cutscene and i'm like okay let's let's do this like i'm gonna play the game i'm not gonna watch the game play itself like final fantasy 12 at times um i i don't know though i was never like blown away by the music i never i never felt like the music was uh you know the the centerpiece of any sort of thing and there were a few times where cinematic sequences would have music that did not match the tone the feel really anything that was going on around it and it does it's almost jarring when something like that happens in a video game or in a movie it's like you really notice it, and it takes you out of the the universe completely. That's that pop song you're talking about. The it's goddamn like, pop song, or the the music video <laughs> sequence right before the ending, before they like decide to go kill the dude. The dude. Yeah. Oh man, I was mad. Yeah, it takes you out, doesn't I was, it? I was laughing, so I was like mad, but it was funny just because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, it sh- it kind of shits on the mood, I, and similar to Troy's Final Fantasy, does it all the goddamn time. Too. They do. It's always at the end, but uh, similar to Troy's. Um, I don't know, kind of detriment of the gameplay and story combining. I feel like the sound and the music sort of has a role to play in setting that mood and telling that tale. And I feel like at times it did not tell the tale that was in front of me, which is <laughs> Zestiria. It instead was, I don't even, God knows what. It was something else. Like there Sometimes the music that, was really great. You're right. Yeah. Uh, most of the time it was kind of bland. Sometimes it was awful. Yeah, so <laughs> seven. Uh, seven. Yeah. yeah. What do you what do you think, Troy? Um well music and sound. Yeah, for, for music, this is actually like the soundtrack for this game is actually a pretty big step up from the rest of the series because uh, the rest of the, the rest I'm of the series on this and then uh <laughs> I, I know, I, I I'm I love this series, but I understand its faults. And I think one of the things that the series lacks is a really good soundtrack because a lot of it is just serviceable to make it through the game. And a lot of it doesn't really have a whole lot of building up to something or like very impactful. But with this, with this game in particular, it really boosted, it really jumped up like its quality. And to kind of counter, because I, I I I agree with you that if it's in a like medieval type zone and whatnot, it should be for the most part orchestral. It should match what it was, what it is. But the thing is, those those synthy dubstepy like songs are related to a character that speaks in a very modern tone. So I was able to sort of look past that. Because like Zvi's theme, it's very. It has like an orchestral side, and then it's got a dubstepy side, and then the Wind Temple, which is surrounded around Zavid, You know, I, I can understand why they went with little, you know, electronic type feel. I was able to give it a pass. I, I think the temples, like the shrines, all those themes are absolutely fantastic i like them and the, the scene where you fight the dragon the song where you know you got the lady singing in the background i absolutely love that scene i like i like me some cheese i like some cheesy scenes uh, yeah you like the you like the cheese to I, ooze from the the tv yeah do you like cheese to the point of just 
melting it in the microwave and eating it with a fork, though. That's what I'm asking. Uh, but <laughs> no, but like you know, the whole, the whole <laughs> is that too far? Come on! <laughs> no, what Joe, am I? A Joe fucking, does that. That's why we were, we were questioning. <laughs> what it. am I? A fucking savage? <laughs> No, I don't melt it in the fucking microwave. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck does that? (laughs) All right, fair though, fair. I I actually, you know what? When that scene kicked on, that's a good point. When that song kicked on with the dragon fight, it didn't really bother me. Which I expected that it would, but I was like, you know what? Uh, Whatever. It bugged me. Yeah? It bugged the hell out of me. I I can't. I don't know, man. I have been shit on so many times by Final (laughs) Fantasy end scenes that I... That that 13-2 song that kicked on, I'm like... Oh, yeah! What the fuck is happening? Ruin the mood. Yeah. Oh, it's all dark and fucking doom and gloom, and then there's this cheery horseshit song. Fuck that. It's not really cheery, but it sounds cheery in comparison to whatever you're fucking doing. Yeah, it does. Jesus. All right, anyway, what would you give uh, music and sound? What, what about the voice acting? Um, voice acting, I have no, I have no problems with. I, I don't have any issues. I, I liked hearing. I didn't think anyone was super cringy, except. Now I, I want to ask this personally, but what did you think of the turtles? Oh my Dude. god. Did you like their accent? Oh, the yeah, the turtle guys. That's the turtles. Right. I, I got remember. a mat for yous. Yeah, those, those, were, <laughs> those guys were weird. New Yorker, like, <laughs> turtle seraphim that sold you the map. Do you remember those guys? Yep. Wait, did they actually have vocal tracks? Yeah, yeah. some yeah. of them did whenever you talked to them. To and they're doing, their, and they're doing their crazy little hand wave thing. That's that's one of the things uh, I was like, hey, Cameron, hey, Cameron, look over here. <laughs> and he looks yeah, over and he just, like, shakes his head, I'm doesn't like, say shit. I'm just no, I said, why? <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, why? and I was like, I don't fucking know. Why not? Dude, why? I, I honestly don't not. remember the voices of those. I remember I've read I remember reading things right before they sold me a map. And I was like, okay, that's maybe maybe you had the sound off or something. I don't remember voices. I on think there's guys. only they, they don't they, they don't have a lot of dialogue. That's I just it's don't true remember. that they don't. I think it might have been really early on where they did it, and then yeah, there was like one that you meet, and he has like the most lines. But other than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I just have amnesia here. I can't. It's like a really thick New Yorker accent. Yeah, he's gonna buy some maps. Yeah, nobody coming. Yeah, (laughs) I can't stand here. (laughs) But yeah, that that type of. I like that little type of creativity in it, even though sometimes it it does kind of that, that. It is a bit cringy, but like it's still tunes, yeah. it's still better. I turned down the Japanese voice, and they gave him a little kid's voice, so I prefer the New York accent over the little Japanese. Kid. <laughs> uh, I would too. That's an odd transition, though. They're like, all right, I know, right? Like, how did they get from a whiny kid to a grown-up adult in a New York accent? I don't know how that works. Like, that acts like a drug dealer too, because like his uh-huh. lines, are like, "You guys wants to buy some maps? Yeah, <laughs> I got some sweet shit in years." <laughs> Pulls open his fucking giant. Uh, uh, trench coat. He's got like a bunch of maps tied into his <laughs> jacket. Yeah. Oh my god! But um, to do it to do it the Joe way, I'm gonna um give music a four because, like I said, it is a step up. But there's still a lot of tracks that are just there to ha- be a placeholder. And the voice acting, I'm also gonna give a four because 
there are a few iffy moments in there, and so overall an eight. Eight out of ten. Okay, replayability. Uh, what's yes. the percent chance you're going to replay this game twice? You know, if I don't. Okay, look. If I had all the time in the world, if if Nude Clan's Patreon was mm, oh, like twelve times the about about <laughs> fifteen thousand or so dollars a month, I would play this game again probably a couple times. I, I really enjoyed the combat. I can skip the cutscenes, so I don't have the FF ten bullshit where I have to watch the same cutscene like fifty times because I can't beat Unaleska. And I I don't know. I, I think it's a game that's worth replaying. I, I think the combat is really fun. I think the uh, I want to play around with combining endgame weapons over and over again. I, I, I enjoyed my time. I, I really did. I would probably give... Now, that being said, I have not started a new game in it yet. Um, there is that draw, but it wasn't a heavy, heavy draw like there was with... Uh, with Eco or with some of the other games that we've played for this podcast. Partially, maybe, because I have other shit I need to do, but... And it takes five playthroughs for the Platinum. Mm, you can play it on hard and get it. It's no, either it's on hard... Or the Chaos difficulty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I am interested in playing around with that to get the Platinum. Um, whether or not I ever will, I, I probably won't, um, which sucks, but I, I did enjoy it, so... I I'd give replayability probably a seven. I think there's there's enough there to make me want to replay. Um, but I and you know what I did jump back on after I beat the game. I looked at my trophy list and I said, okay, what can I get done here? Like, what can I go out and finish up? And uh, I did. So I did play it past beating the game. So that does say a lot. Um, yeah. I have problems with RPGs in this respect because either I gotta love that story. Or that combat needs to be Diablo 3 fun. Uh, and um, although the combat is very good and it's very fun, the story is not enough to draw me in for a second time. Uh, I don't think. And I don't think the combat's good enough where I was like, I would be like, oh, I want to do everything that's extra in this game right now. Um, so I, my replayability is going to be kind of low for this game, and I'm not saying that because it's a bad game. I just don't think I'm ever going to replay it. I might play a sequel, though. I might play another one of the Tales games because I enjoyed this. Yeah. So I'm going to factor that in a little bit. I'm going to put replayability as 5 out of 10. All right, that's fair. Um, because I'll probably play one of the sequels at one point. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the one thing I told... I've uh, heard Tales of Zillia is really good, yeah. and then the new one's apparently really good. That's what I was saying, like, early on, and I was like, okay, if this is the worst game in the series, like, if this is the one that people, like, stick their noses up at, I probably should play a couple of the other games, because this is not bad at all. Like, I've... I played Dirge. I went through that. <laughs> you know, I... I this is this is above that. So, all right, fair. Uh, Troy, as a man who has replayed the game for the sounds of it, what is your yeah. replayability score and uh, and why? Um, I from if I'm taking myself out of the picture, I would say I would also give it a seven because there's enough in there to give you a reason to play, especially the trophies, because some of them are story or story specific like you need to beat a certain enemy or there's actually one for beating 
there's I shouldn't say one. There are several for beating certain bosses without using an item at all. Oh. On moderate or high. And you know, the first time you go through, you don't think like, oh, I can't use it. I can't use an item, you know. You're going to use an item. And um another thing, there's a end game dungeon, and if you beat this end game dungeon, the final boss actually levels up to 200. Oh wow, that's uh and and this is also a game where you can level yourself up to 200. It's, it doesn't stop at 100. So there's and, plenty of reason to go back for someone yeah, who wants to challenge with, themselves. With you being able to to build up grade and then use it on the grade shop. The grade shop is essentially things, you know, it, it's, it comes into action when you start a new game. The grade that you build up throughout the game... You can spend the points on different things like times two multiplier on EXP or make make certain item drops or switch out EXP for gold if you want. I don't know why you would do that. No. But <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> fuck that. Uh. But, um, you know, it, it, it encourages a second playthrough. And I think there's plenty out there. There's plenty of things out there to attempt it. And I have played through the game three times. Woo! So yeah. only a seven out of ten, though, for replay. But did you plat it? <laughs> I did not plat it. Oh man, there's there's so much. There's a lot <laughs> you hear to the take pain into in that voice. Yeah. How many there's trophies so are you missing for that plat? Um, I think like eight or ten. Oh, wow. I got sixty four percent done, and a lot of the ones that I'm missing are gold trophies that I know those take more chunk out of the percent. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. But, um, like the, the end game is essentially to beat that level 200 boss. <laughs> like the, the, the hardest trophy is essentially to beat that level 200 boss on chaos difficulty. The hardest difficulty. So the, the you ultimate gotta be like, challenge. You got you got to be like perfect challenge. The ultimate, <laughs> yeah. And the thing with that is, it's like it comes with mastering the combat and all of that shit. Like you've got to be on your A game. So I think if you're going to platinum this game, you need to just sit down and say, "This is what I'm going to do," and then you just have to keep playing it. Like you can't give yourself time off, like in extended periods, or you. I feel like you would forget some of the combat, some of the uh, combos, the blocking. Something like mm-hmm. there's a lot there. There's a lot there to be had. So, um, yeah, that's, that's some good points. That right. level 200 boss. So I sick. think we've gone pretty in depth into this review of Tales of Zestiria, which is good because <laughs> we had a four week delay on it. Uh, <laughs> real quick though, Caleb Craig has also beaten this game. What do you think of this game? Just in general, real quick. Just in general. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't have too many problems with like any of the uh, like the style wise or uh, like uh, voice acting or the music. <clears throat> the music didn't really stand out except for like you know the the one sweet guitar opening and then like the ending stuff. But uh, like yeah, I, I enjoyed the gameplay a lot and like uh, that I was telling Caleb that like everybody was telling me it was the worst one and I was like, well, if it's the worst one, I am definitely playing some of the other games. So uh, it's it's really awesome. Okay, 
All right. What is our nude clan score? All right. So the numbers as they are. Story. Caleb gave it a seven. Joe gave it a seven. And Troy gave it a six. Gameplay. Caleb gave it a nine. Joe gave it a nine. And so did Troy. Art design. Caleb gave it an eight. Also did Joe. And then Troy did nine. Uh, Music. Caleb gave it a seven. Joe an eight. Troy an eight as well. Then replayability. Caleb gave it a seven. Joe gave it a five. The lowest uh, score in the whole thing by a lot. And then Troy gave it a seven. So totaling up, Caleb gave it a 38 out of 50. Joe gave it a 37 out of 50. Troy gave it a 39 out of 50 for a little extra score on the side. And then the overall nude clan score for Zestria is 75 out of 100. 75 out of 100. There you go. If we wanted to tack on out of 150 with Troy's, it's going to be 114 out of 150. But a little extra tidbit of information. Cool. So that sits right around where Metacritic has it at as a 72. Um, IGN has it a 7.8. So pretty... uh, pretty on par with the rest of the world which sometimes happens with new clan other times we shit down the throat of uh, armored core so <laughs> it's uh it's good to know that shit we're down the throat thing. of armored core that's a beautiful sentence. you know with with armored core there was this whole extra thing of customability for weight and stuff that we never got into maybe that's why you hated the game joe hmm uh, god weight distribution no never <laughs> never god no Fuck that game. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, uh, Troy, thank you so much for joining us uh, for, for today and giving us an opportunity to play this game. Yeah, man. Thanks a ton. Uh, I know we're going to be meeting up at the... Uh, we're all going... Well, we all, quote-unquote, Joe, you, and myself are all going to Distant Worlds here in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Uh, there we'll return the copies of the games to you, even back to the rightful owner. I don't know which one is the fancy version you wanted me to send back, so just take them both. Uh, yep. They, as far as I can tell, there's nothing different. But I didn't buy the Super Hog edition, so uh, you know my opinion on the matter doesn't count for shit. So thank you <coughs> again, though, so very much for all you've uh, provided for the show. When you sent us FF15, when you sent us this game, you've truly enriched us and given us an in on what is apparently a very long-running series um, with the Tales game. So. Thanks again, man, and thank you for taking time out of your day to join us for this episode as well. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for giving it a shot, like because I I wasn't sure if the whole anime esque style would throw you guys off, and you'd be kind of like, "And eh, do I really?" But you know, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you took the time too. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. So uh, thanks, thanks again for joining us, um, and we'll we'll uh, catch you later. So last week, Caleb Craig threw. A new segment into the show yep. of uh, yeah. of many segments, and this is, of course, the question from us to you, Caleb Craig, and his originality is uh, you know <laughs> has crafted this thing that we have never heard of, never done before in the past, yep. where we ask you guys a question instead of you asking us a question. And of it's, course, it's mind-boggling. I know. I will as much shit as I give you for stealing our segment from Ultimate Final <laughs> Fantasy. The very first question from us to you is pretty fucking good um it's nude clan casting so if nude clan were to have a movie who would you cast as the clan what would the plot be bonus if you can cast dylan jake and drew 
Okay, so this is fucking awesome, by the way. This is a great, uh, great intro to this new segment of the show, and Thank I you. am very uh, excited to get my ego some more. So, <laughs> Abrak, the first, um, the first person to pitch us a movie, well, at least a cast for a movie. Not very many people actually gave us a plot, but whatever. Joe will be played by Jack Black. Why Jack Black? Is it just because I sing every once in a while? Eddie is probably. probably yeah, it yeah. could be. And kind of a fat guy. Yeah. yeah. Punny, too. So, you know. Um, is I, he punny? I think uh, so. I would be played by Willem Dafoe, which I am totally okay with. <laughs> that, that was an awesome <laughs> Super, casting. Super over the top, right? Cameron would be played by Simon Pegg. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't see Simon Pegg in... I, I, I don't all. either. No, that's yeah, it's, it's, listen. S- listen to what he choo- chooses. I yeah. see yeah, we'll, the we'll, other we'll word, the slubby guy. That's we'll always get to next the other, to him. other ones. Later. Nick Frost. Nick Frost. A little bit more Nick Frost than Simon. For all right, that's for fair. Cameron. Uh, Craig. He cast Steve Harvey <laughs> to play Caleb Craig. This <laughs> this might be the uh, the best casting <laughs> ever. Harvey. Yeah, because he shits on everything. Like hey, when someone's trying to do a joke, you'll just like finish the joke. You're like all heartless and like, oh, I know a word's coming next. Uh, like you steal the punchline. Steve Harvey steals the you know the, the winnings. Um, Dylan, he cast as Sean Bean, which is hilarious because Dylan was sort of Sean Bean from the the network in a way, covered in length, so I won't go into it now. Jake, uh, Malcolm McDowell, this is, of course, the uh, actor. This guy looks like Jake to me, actually. I pulled him up and I was like, that's good. I don't know, man. That's like a a high praise casting right there. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Malcolm McDowell is awesome. He is awesome, yeah. Jake's like bottled in the old ultraviolence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give him a little of the ultraviolence. Oh, man. Uh, and Drew, he says, who? And then Caleb reiterates who Drew is. Uh, Dylan came in and said, Sean Bean is playing me. I can support that, even though that means I'm going to die in this movie. <laughs> you would have to if we truly made it like a, yeah. an epic retelling of the nude clans. Killed origins. by basketball, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> uh, he just gets brained by a basketball. Yeah, like a, a dribble cement, up and down the court cuts short. A cement-filled basketball from a moving vehicle just <laughs> somehow tied. No, no, a cement-filled basketball tied to his ankles with the note more important now you <laughs> <laughs> uh, implying that we kill him that I'm way not, yeah just, you read into it what do you want to read into it yeah so he says he feels like the clan movie would be quite similar to the movie this is the end a movie that i love um by the way here is who would play who joe would be played by jonah hill i would be played by james <laughs> franco cameron would be played by seth rogan craig, <laughs> craig robinson seth. would play craig Dylan would be played by Michael Sarah. Jake would be played by Danny McBride. And Drew. Uh, <laughs> Drew would be played by Jay uh, Baruchel. I don't know. Which what that is, is really good casting. Yeah. Frankly. It kind yeah. of is. Yeah. It really. It, it sort of works. Uh, it's weird. I don't think. I think it's me. Uh, I. I don't think that Cameron should be played by Seth Rogen. I think you should be played by Seth Rogen. I think I should be played by Seth Rogen. Cameron needs to find someone else. Cameron. Are you just going to shit on every choice they have for me? Cameron. You know, fuck you. The only guy who can play is Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. Who who is like my favorite actor anyway. I like Jake Gyllenhaal, so no no problem there, but Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so my casting, which I actually stole from my girlfriend for about 90% of it. Uh, you know what? No, fuck it. I'm going to do hers. She put <laughs> Joe as Michael Fassbender. I disagree because 
Michael Fassbender has eyebrows. <laughs> for me, he dies him. He dies him. He's a motherfucker. He dies him. <laughs> oh, does he really? Oh, he has to. Oh, dude, okay, so every yes. male redheaded celebrity. All right, fine. swear to God, uh, I would be played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Cameron would be played by Christian Bale. I think that's a pretty solid uh, entry. Craig, that's pretty good casting. Yeah, Craig would be played by John Goodman. <laughs> Dylan Goodman's a really good cast. I love he John is, Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dylan would be played by Ryan Felipe. I'm not really sure who that is. This is my favorite one, I think. Jake would be cast as Kid Rock <laughs> and uh, Drew Tom Felton. Oh I think that one's God, really fucking good, too. Right <laughs> Dude, I, I liked your earlier one for Jake, which was uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and then I was torn, and this is fucked up, but I was like, should I cast Steve Buscemi for Jake or Drew? <laughs> and because I, I was looking at people like who had long faces because Drew has kind of like a long face, right? And then I uh, I found Ryan Gosling. So I cast Drew as Ryan Gosling. Uh, Jake as Thomas F. Wilson, which is the uh, bully from um, Back to the Future. Oh, oh Biff? Yeah. yeah, Biff. I think he kind of looks like Biff. Dylan, I did Jesse Eisenberg. Craig, I put John Goodman, but I think George R. R. Martin will have Would to play Caleb Craig. Craig. In this movie, uh, Cameron, what you wore he time. would just die before the movie finished. Yeah, I put Cameron <laughs> as Christian Bale as well because of the red beard, not red hair. But I would actually cast him as Jake Gyllenhaal. I would be either Leonardo DiCaprio or if I could resurrect him, Heath Ledger. Um, and I did put Joe as Michael Fassbender. But honestly, I like Joe's pick earlier of uh, okay. Seth Green. All right. This is the Academy Award winning role. If you could go back in time. Okay. Seth Green gains like 60 pounds to play dude me. honestly I, I was i was thinking of seth green as joe like yeah, when yeah. i was thinking about casting like everybody I was like you know what joe, seth green for joe yeah i'm a fat seth green yeah my ex-brother-in-law told me that one day <laughs> and now You're that's fat forever. seth green or like or like a slightly chubby dash mihawk who is a not very well-known character actor if you want to look him up or uh seth rogan I, i'm sometimes compared to as well so any of those guys would be a uh, good casting for me but seth green i think yeah the idea it's, it's that prime. seth green instead of being the skinny little fuck that he is <laughs> he's just this fat guy he just goes all out <laughs> and he's like i'm gonna play joe and he's just like she just blows up <laughs> that's his pride role yeah he's probably yeah. eating as he, he watches this stream his right entire now entire life to play joe so uh here's shinru he says just to specify all these would be in their prime and not at their current age oh, joe we all know that tom Selleck or heath ledger tom Selleck. he's got a way better mustache but he's okay. got a way he doesn't look Way anything higher like opinion you. of me. Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I looked like Tom Selleck. That yeah. would be nice. Speaking of great mustaches, for me, Burt Reynolds or Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I don't know if I look anything like Burt Reynolds, but I, I can accept that. <laughs> Cameron, it, yeah. John Cusack, or Matthew Broderick. Matthew Brod. <laughs> have you seen Fat Matthew Broderick? No. Yeah. Oh, so does Man- he look like? Oh, no, yeah. You saw Ma- Manchester by the Sea. He's not really fat. He's just kind of like... Wait, which guy is he? He's like dad bod. He's uh, he's the dude that married uh, his mom. Okay, yeah. 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 He's He's the dude who married his mom. Just imagine him being really fat. I yeah. think Matthew Broderick is actually really good casting. For uh, who? Craig, for Craig or Cameron? Yeah. It's for that's Craig. Her. Oh, that's for Cameron? That's for yeah. Cameron, yeah. Oh. Craig is... Oh, uh, that's okay casting Look at that stash, you know. That's okay. No. It's his round face that... Uh, round face? Yeah. 
Uh, I have to shave again, so you guys sorry, I thought that was for Craig. I'm sorry. Oh, we remember the old man pointy chin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Craig is Ned Beatty or Christian Slater. I can get behind those. Christian Dylan Slater. Charles Bronson or Bruce Willis. What the Wow. 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 Jake Nat Wolf or Joseph Gordon Levitt. That's very forgiving. These are the last three names are for people that they haven't seen. Yeah, so. I, yeah I have the idea. Yeah. They have not Drew Clint Eastwood. Or Michael Douglas. Michael Doug- uh Michael Douglas maybe. Clint- I think Michael Sarah more like yeah. for Drew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um okay, here's Jake. Uh he said he's totally down with Danny McBride playing him. The Biff one had him cracking up. Here's the plot. Straight out of Nude Clan, directed by Michael Bay. Straight out of Nude Clan. <laughs> it's an origin story of how the clan came to be. In Utah, Joe is a professional balloon twister, and Schweiss is celebrating his 23rd birthday at Chuck E. Cheese. They hit it off <laughs> discussing bitches and beer and wanting to form a supergroup to take the stage at said Chuck E. Cheese. Instead wow. of the animatronic band, of course. They know that they need more yeah, members, so they recruit... freaky as shit animatronic <laughs> band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, they recruit Friendly fellow patrons Dylan and Cameron. The first few gigs go well, but the manager of Chuck E. Cheese, Jake, will only pay them in tickets. So due to the lack <laughs> of pay, Dylan leaves the band. Looking for a new member, they ask Craig if he would like to join. So they cut a deal with the manager where Craig gets paid with pizza. After 13 <laughs> years, the clan wants bigger and better deals, but the shady manager won't them let them out of their contract. So they hire Drew, a professional hitman, to try and take him out. Okay, Jake, you need a work on your log lines because yeah this movie's all over the place it is but i love his casting for joe all actors would be in their prime age he says joe would be played by sean spicer (laughs) which is amazing i laughed for like 10 fucking minutes at work when i read that i was like that is perfect What is Jake's obsession uh, with Sean Spicer? I don't know. He loves the guy, but he does kind of, he is a little redhead dude with like no brows <laughs> and it works. <laughs> Do I trip over my words as much as he does? Uh, probably not. But not okay. in front of, you know, the nation, but you know. <laughs> Best casting. Doing his one goddamn job, which is to make the White House look good. Best casting, period. Uh, oh my God. Uh, uh, for me, he cast Tom Cruise. Um, Cameron got Keanu Reeves. What the fuck? Why does everybody else get like the incredibly, uh, let's get the most handsome men in the world. Well, I just love how Keanu Reeves gets Cameron, but Cameron's got like 50 times the beard that Keanu Reeves gets. If if you want beard, Keanu Reeves would be Caleb. Yeah, probably. His is still way better than mine. (laughs) Uh, this is good casting for Craig. Caleb Craig. Yeah. John Candy. Yeah. I enjoy that one. Good casting. Um, Dylan, he got Stephen Dorff. Don't know who that is. Uh, for himself, he cast Ben Kingsley. I think that's a little... Uh, what? A little uh, up there. Uh, what? I don't think so. And uh, Steve Drew... Buscemi, Jake. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Drew, he cast... Yes. Uh, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I could see Ethan Hawke. It's like a very chiseled Drew, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's one from Corey. Joe, Seth Rogen, me, Jason Segal, <laughs> Caleb Craig, Jonah Hill, and Cameron... Jay Baruchel. Yeah, it's the same. Um, and here's the uh, here's the thing. Oh, is that the, it's one the same guy that cast Drew as him? But I I think it's better casting for Drew. Oh, okay. Yeah. After reviewing a video of a political assassination organized by the government from a listener who happens to be a super hacker, the four hosts of a video game podcast are on the run for their lives while evading government assassins and struggling with that 
to do the video. Will they survive? Will they have to explain to their audience why they haven't beaten a game? They have seven things to do, and dying isn't one of them. Dude, <laughs> the government's trying to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> also written and directed by Evan Goldberg. Okay, I chose Joe as Seth Rogen because of Super Bad and the Dick drawings. I know Jonah Hill was the actor, but the character was based off of Seth Rogen. So, and I look more like <laughs> Seth Rogen than I do Jonah Hill. Uh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I think Jonah Hill would play a better Craig. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, this movie <laughs> would probably. Yeah. Yeah, the fucking bullshit laugh. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I think this movie would be very similar to the This is the End movie, um, where it's like all over the place, and there's a giant yeah. the giant dick it cuts, gets cut off, and the guy's holding it up. That'd have to be in the movie. So. <laughs> we, would just, yeah, we would just take it from another movie. Just somebody we know <laughs> just gets fucked by a demon, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so that is the Jonah Hill character. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked by the demon. Yeah, and then, uh, oh, Wait, man. What happened to Michael Sarah then? I thought he, uh... I can't remember Michael Sarah gets, like, stabbed gets, by a streetlight and oh, pulled yeah, into the Oh, yeah, that's right. And he, like, and he was addicted to cocaine. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, okay. I, I remember Channing Tatum being the uh, sex slave, too. Oh, that was God, pretty that fucking was funny. funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's all down on his fucking hands and knees, crawling with the leather. Oh, <laughs> you, got a, you got a question from us to you this That week? shit's great. Yeah. Um, what, is, what is your history with the Tales series, and what is your favorite entry? Like, if, okay. you, were to, if you were to force one into the Nude Clan... What would you do and why? <laughs> would you they force? were to force, to force one, one in, force one into in. the That's nude right. clan. In what way do you mean that? Right. So, guys, you can find the show at nudeclan.net, as you know. You can tweet me at Joseph DeGolier. Me at Obsidian Bar. Me at Nude Clan Cam. Me at UFF Podcast. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Nude Clan Gaming. Uh, Facebook.com slash Nude Clan Podcast. That's nude spelled N E W D on Facebook. And, uh,. Yeah, please join our forums at uh, newclan.net and support us on Patreon, Amazon, or PayPal. Guys, in the Twitch chat right now, if someone gives me a $10 PayPal donation, I will go and dye my eyebrows tonight. <laughs> if I, if I, oh, it's such a bargain. For a little bit more, can they I pick mean, what color? No, really, no. Ten fifty. No. I, thought, I thought you were above that, Joe. <laughs> so uh. if you're listening on Twitch, if, you, if you're willing to put up the money, I am, I am willing to go use that money and, and dye my fucking... And I'll do it live on Twitch. Oh, I will fun. dye my eyebrows live oh, on man. Twitch tonight. They have to be able to pick Such what color. Whore. Yeah, speaking of Patreon, thank you to Frederico, the best, Ty ja- and Ty Jackson for their recent pledges for our cause. We thank you guys very much. Also, really quick, before we end it, the poll last time. Craig and Cameron's game that is forever away. It was between Persona 5, <laughs> Yakuza 0, Xenoblade Chronicles, and Nier Automata first place by a long shot a landslide everyone knew it you know it i know it everyone knows it <laughs> persona 5 42 votes and behind wow. it. that they the, the that vote shot out. up the the vote time I looked, it that's because like i called everybody out on it i was like what the fuck guys you you make us play star wars a game that craig claims doesn't fucking work by droves but no one wants persona 5 so they came through near automata had 14 xenoblade chronicles with eight votes and yakuza zero with two well so. if i start now i might get it done on time yeah that's why we had this <laughs> poll is well, because it's exactly. a hundred hour game so last week somebody said we could have got it done before joe beats estria so you know oh my god shut yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> i for a moment could have believed it but uh, <laughs> anyway uh thank you guys um for all that and thanks for participating with the poll we all really right. appreciate it 
we'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the nude. May the list go on. Live always in the nude. Fuck off. <laughs>